gentlemen, boys and girls, it is that time again. Snobcast episode 18. Can you oh believe it? God. 18 times. Woo! Champions. Um, <laughs> can't believe it. Look at we're getting up to Ric Flair territory here with that. <laughs> this month, it's November. It's it's time to hang out with your family, unless you're me and you don't like any of them. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, but you know, Thanksgiving. So, you know, we decided let's not talk about Thanksgiving movies because who the fuck wants to do that okay. outside of planes, trains, and automobiles? No good ones, anyway. <laughs> what are Thanksgiving movies, anyway? <laughs> uh, Pieces of April uh, is a great one, actually. No, I meant like, what are they? Like, what kind of stories come out of it? Because, you know, there's the, the Christmas family. movies, family, family, family. yelling at each other and then eating at the end. Yeah. Okay. Now, Joining me yeah. uh, as usual uh, is my lovely and more talented co-host, Shazmon. Hi, hi, hi. What's up, everybody? Are you tired? Are you taking care of yourself? When's the last time you showered? I'm doing great. We have a lot of fans who are uh, incels, so it's probably been a while since. <laughs> the- no, probably not. Given our topic today, probably not. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're talking oh, about, we're going to be talking about women. Y'all ain't seen them in a while. Oh, my gosh. Um, Speaking of women, we're joined this time via Zoom by Dr. Delgado herself. Gina Delgado, hello, what up? Hello. Uh, my car's, in, not in, car's in the shop. My car's not in the shop, so I can't go to Will's house to go record. So I'm out, I'm out here in the internet world. Yeah, <laughs> and she can't, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, check, she can't check your prostate because she's not in person. Uh, exactly. She's not that kind <laughs> of doctor. That. Not that kind. No. No, never. Yeah. We'll not do that. Noted. <laughs> now, let's get to this. Our topic this month, a really good one. It was re- recommended by uh, Jalen Salah. She never showed up, though. She was supposed to be our guest here this month. We hope you're okay. Um, we hope you're okay. She, she was mentioning uh, feminism in film, and I thought to myself, that is a great topic uh, that a man like myself should definitely be talking about. But I have some great examples, and I know that the ladies here also do Shay had some words she wanted to say about feminism well, yeah not feminism as a whole necessarily but i guess where i decided to kind of take this theme and what it means to me and i also set some constraints for myself also in picking the movie because as you should feminism and feminist film it ranges like far and wide you have stuff released in the what is it the early 19th century um, by surrealist female filmmakers talking about their own experiences as women into today. Ironically, one of the first directors of major motion pictures in Germany was a woman and a Nazi sympathizer. Oh, good. But a woman. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Uh, what was her name? Reffenstein? I, Lenny Reffenstein? I never remember her name ever. Yeah, it's a really German name. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say that's super German. Actually, the person who made all of the propaganda films for Hitler. Yep. Really? Lenny Reffenstein, yeah. She's their um, D.W. Griffiths. Yeah, she's their D.W. Griffiths. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Wow. Mm. I mean, what do you expect from a guy who made a film called Intolerance? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was it, Broken Flowers? That was his attempt at trying to be like oh guys i'm not racist has a white guy portray an extremely racist caricature of about a Bill an Asian movie? man oh wait broken <laughs> flowers what am i talking about it's something something flowers yeah broken no, flowers it, is not... bill murray bro oh, let me look it up i'm sorry it's not broken flowers broken, flowers. broken blossoms 
they painted him so he looked yellow and they bro they, yeah broken blossoms broken blossoms okay yes very similar but that's yeah. a very different movie oh boy it was, like, it was bad. Do not get those because I was like broken. That's not what broken flowers is about at all. <laughs> he looks in the. I'm looking at the poster. No, it's racist for it. Fun. I'm like he what? Yeah, Richard Barthelmess is the guy's name. They were like, instead of showing you Birth of a Nation, we're gonna show you this in film school. Yeah, and we so, and everyone was like, what's this necessary? So Richard oh Barthelmess plays Chen Juan. Or the yellow man, if that's not racist. And then you've got Lillian Geish, who is one of the founding members of United Artists mm. um, in the film as well. She, Lillian Geish is one of the early movie stars uh, of the that's a of the silent era, but that is a whole nother conversation for when we have a whole silent era conversation. And that oh, yeah. will be one that I will take the lead on because that is a topic that I am an expert at. Well, silent uh, film. You know, going, going back to feminism. Feminism. <laughs> So what that means to me, what I wanted to find in film today, what I wanted to like go back to is not, you know, strong female protagonist kind of thing, not like, oh, our film is feminist because of whatever, but really keeping an eye on the idea of divine femininity for me. So in that, I also wanted to make sure that I stayed away from the exploitation of trauma and pain and abuse of women um because unfortunately a lot of the times in film especially the horror genre which you know it happens and it, it is what it is uh in that genre a lot of feminist notes or feminist messages that like typically male directors try to push is oh she was abused she was blah 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 we could use that as leverage for her to do some badass girl shit Right. I definitely wanted to stay away from that. uh, The funny thing is, one of my films is exemplary of what you're talking about, but but it's written and directed by a woman. Exactly. So that's an exception. And and I would say that it's both feminist and anti-masculine at the same time. So that's the exception. I also wanted to know that was what I wanted to avoid, but within the uh, timeline of the film, the runtime of film. Yeah. So while there might be, because that's a part of femininity in that sense that you are expected to go through pain as a woman um and that's just what happens that's that's just how god decided to to arrange things that motherfucker Uh, exactly you son of bitch you son of a bitch so yeah in in my (laughs) case i i tried to really spotlight divine femininity which to me is to be feminine is to be divine in oneself in love and in being okay that that was very zen and i like that Very zen. Oh, good. Yes. Now, uh, I will. I will say that a lot of this stemmed from Jaylon's recommendation of the 1988 Agnes Varna film Kung Fu Master. Mm. She really wanted to talk about that movie, which stars a 17-year-old Charlotte Gainsbourg and Jean Berkin uh, in one of her last roles as well. Um, very good film by a unbelievably talented uh, director. Uh, if you guys don't know about Agnes Varna, you're missing out. She just died back in 2019 at the age of 90 um she changed the game for french cinema mm-hmm. uh especially because you know she used to be married to jacques demay so <laughs> i don't know jacques demay jacques, jacques demay was one of those guys who like revolutionized french cinema and Which the two, really the two of them together um jacques. really set set aside the um he did the umbrellas of Sherberg. Hmm. umbrellas of Sherberg, uh young girls of rockford lola 
Lola? No, regular Lola. Oh. Um, <laughs> but um, he did a lot of lot of stuff in the uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, up until he died in 1990. We'll have to do a, a podcast. Jacques Demay? Uh, Jacques Demay and French cinema. Jacques Demay? Ooh, new ways. French cinema. French cinema. Ooh, you mean French nouvelle vue? Uh-huh. We have the nouvelle vue. Uh, anyways, this is the topic. So as per usual, we have three picks for you guys here today. And to start, we have the doctor is in. Gina, what's your first pick? So I'm I'm going in between all three of them. Um, so I was thinking about what what Shay said about divine femininity. And I went the route of the powerful misfit woman. Um the woman who will destroy anything and everything around her. I thought of femininity as like, we could talk, we can look at the beauty of femininity, but we could also look at the ugliness of femininity and how it gives power and how it isn't really depicted that well, like that well in cinema, but what's there can really extract what what I'm talking about. So the first one that I want to talk about is the favorite. But <laughs> I didn't think you were doing that film, but I know I knew she would be excited that you were gonna pick it. I did not see her. So, mm, that's a good one. That is a great uh, one. I love the favorite because there's so many nuances between the characters. I feel like I feel like this could be a true love triangle, mm-hmm. right? There's that hate love feeling between Rachel Weiss and um and Emma Stone. Emma Stone? Is it Emma Stone? Yeah. yeah it's Emma Stone. Yeah. Um, and then uh and then they obviously you have um Olivia. What's her what's her name? Coleman. I forgot. Olivia Coleman, who plays the queen. And so she's the one who's being like dragged on each side and pulled away. But you get to see just like how catty they could be. And this is a result of that time's norms, right? Like that time's ways and behaviors. And so what I think is fascinating about how it portrays women is that through a through an English lens, women have to be prim and proper, but it gets so ugly, even though they have to be prim and proper with each other. And that's what I thought was really like insightful when it comes to how women treat each other, because it, it this like idea of having to be passive aggressive, I really do feel like stems from a colonial background right like like we all came from like the victorian right so this is victorian too so yes it's victorian so like their behaviors on women is to be poised and calm and demure and 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 stay within lines right whereas like you see them doing this underhandedly it's just it made my life like i love this movie so much <laughs> this movie is the definition of caddy and it's funny because this movie is actually directed by a man yorgos lanthimos but it's written by a woman so that's where probably this script gets its perspective although i think yorgos is so fucking good he's so mm-hmm. talented at just understanding and getting into the mind of his characters that mm-hmm. uh, what we get what we see on screen especially from Olivia Coleman's Queen Anne. She won the Oscar for this one. Uh, is she should have. No, I thought I thought Lady Gaga was better. <laughs> no, no nah. I just I kindly disagree. You can. Disagree. <laughs> I just thought when you look at Lady Gaga's performance, it shouldn't have been as good as it was. It would no, it was amazing. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I think about it all the time. And, Bra- and Bradley Cooper should have beaten. Uh, should have won uh, over the guy who won for lip syncing to Queen. 
Oh, yeah. He, was he all wrote right. all the songs with Willie Nelson's son, sang them all, learned how to play guitar, directed the fucking movie, and started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, right. I, yeah. Give so that I man know. his flowers. It was right. really beautiful how he also, you know, he did what he did for the movie and in the movie, but he also just let Lady Gaga, you know, take take the stage and just. Gaga. I was on the deep end. Yeah, now she's, you know. Mm-hmm. In the shallows now. In the shallow, shallow, shallow. Uh, no, this movie's great. I love the favorite. Obviously, uh, it was a uh, one of the best films of the year. It came out. It was it's your favorite even. film. It was literally of my favorite. The favorite was my favorite of twenty eighteen. <laughs> it really is incredible. Like Yorgos is obviously like incredible director. I've watched a majority of his films, if not all of his. Videos. Yeah, you have seen all three. I think you've seen three or four. I've seen Dogtooth, Killing of a Sacred Deer. The Lobster. The Lobster was good. Oh, The Lobster. That's all he's got. What I love about Yorgos is, for me, he improves on something, just the depth of of his filmmaking with every movie. So that's what's exciting about that direction for me. But how it was written, how The Favorite was written goes so in-depth with the characterization. And, you know, although it is, like, extremely, extremely catty, I would put it catty in the sense that the lion in winter was catty and that it feels like you're literally trying to see these women, all three of these women just trying to survive and trying to stay above the water in this like mess of hierarchy and in in war and just all this stuff that's going on. And you, you feel for them, but they're also doing like, like these incredibly powerful, heavy decision-making that ends up like fucking each other over and it's oh exactly so that's why ass- i thought go ahead no as an aside <laughs> that is the key to winning an oscar being a catty ass movie because <laughs> Hepburn also won the oscar for the lion in winter uh, uh barbara streisand for funny girl yes yeah. <gasps> and and and, and i would i would think that people would argue that this movie doesn't have streaks of feminism in it because it portrays women being negative towards each other mm-hmm. but i think that it shows what That's women mm-hmm. <laughs> well it's the real thing too like women are... feminism isn't pretty mm-hmm. right it isn't served prettily on a platter like everyone wants it to be it's it's mm-hmm. ugly and throughout being a feminist you also have to battle with like the internal things you think of your fellow women right so i thought that that showed like a funny way of how women deal with this like entrenched culture of passive aggressiveness in society. It's toxic femininity. No, yes. no, toxic femininity is actually anti-masculinity in my book because there's a lot really? of ma- there's a lot of modern feminism where it's just we all hate men, right? And that's yeah. not fucking cool because it's not the no. same thing. It's just no, no, no. Yeah, because yeah. it's not the same thing. And I want to preface that because one of my picks could come off that way, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. And obviously, as a man. I can tell you from our perspective that a lot of what people, what women perceive as feminism and they think they're being feminist, they're really just being anti-man and being like, mm-hmm. fuck that dude. Mm-hmm. He's a dude. Yeah. I hate all men. What, what would you call it? Like separatists or whatever. Yeah. 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 Device and I get it. You're a suffragist now because now you don't have any rights. You can't vote <laughs> or anything like that. Yep. What do you call it? Like first wave feminism in a way. I would call it entitled suffraginism. Entitled suffraginism? <laughs> so many syllables. Oh my God. Yeah, and it is. It's modern women thinking that they have the struggle that their grandmother and great grandmother had, where they could your, your grandmother and great grandmother couldn't even vote. They were expected to be housewives. Now you can have careers. Now you can be right. Be you're just looking for different ways to blame men for other problems in your life, and that 
That is not feminism. I still blame men for starting wars. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, as the fact that we have 46 presidents and all of them are men and we've been in wars at war since World War II, uh, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's a really like other good point, though, is that the favorite, they're trying to survive in what is set up to be like a deeply, what is a deeply patriarchal society. Yeah. Oh, God, yep. yes. That's very true. That's a great fucking pick gina i love this movie thank you thank you i thank know you. that she loves it too it was like num- it was like number three or four on my list but since it was number <laughs> one on her list it ended up being number two on our list overall yeah oh I was, yeah i always get the number one pick it was a of course it was a star is born that year which is still a great movie we actually all saw it together at, at the really oh <laughs> such movies. a good movie such a good movie so good. I'm so excited to watch it again. I can't. It's just it's on HBO Max if you don't. It is. It's also oh. a very gorgeous movie too. It's lovely shot. I think uh costume think, design is oh who was the shoot who shot that? Was it uh that's oh, what I figured. Uh Robbie Ray. Robbie Ryan shot this movie. He also did American Honey and Slow West. Oh and he wow. also did one of my favorite films of last year, Come On, Come On, which is gorgeously mm. shot come in black on, and white. Mike on, Nichols. Come on. Uh with Joaquin Martin Phoenix mm-hmm. um and Gabby Hoffman. Gabby fucking Hall. great I love movie. Gabby Hoffman yeah me too I love Gabby Hoffman uh it's a great movie he's such a great cinematographer he's so good at contrast mm-hmm. and I think that's mm-hmm. one of the best things is the movie's really the, the the favorites really dark yes everything's really fucking dark in this movie but it just looks so beautiful the costume mm-hmm. design is amazing Yorgos mm-hmm. doesn't have a many it doesn't have any other period pieces really because the lobster takes place in the future yeah. Uh, Killing of the Sacred Deer is in the present. Modern. Dogtooth is modern. Modern, creepily modern. Creepily modern, but modern. Really? Yeah, great, okay. great choice, Gina, to start us off. And I, I love this movie. And I, I just want to say that when you look at the from a male perspective, when you look at the femininity of the movie, it, it is the that is the perception we get of women is that they they're trying to cut each other's throats. Mm. They just had to do it under the cover of night. Under the, yeah, under the guise of being. Proper women. So lovely. Yes. And so right. loving. Particularly Lady Sarah, played by Rachel Weiss, who's my favorite character in that oh movie. She's <laughs> such a cunt. She's right. Like, she's also like, she has the weight of the world on her shoulders. She's so yep. But you yep. know, she does have a genuine, like, kind of interest in love for the queen. Like, yes. she genuinely cares. And I see myself yes. and Nicholas Holt in that movie. Like, I'm like, oh, Nicholas, Nicholas Holt, Holt is, 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 as a man watching the movie, Nicholas Holt is your uh, your avatar for the film. Oh, my God. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> these, right? uh, I honestly. I am messing with these girls. It's hard, it's hard to choose, like, one that you relate the most to. For me, it was probably like Emma Stone, but at first, in the second half. No, no. Yes. Like, it makes total yes. sense. Damn, bitch. That oh, makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Falling out of like mud, the, the mud, yeah. literal mud, literal mud. So she literal. just like waltzes into their house, goes, Can you hire me? Like, <laughs> and she has mud on her face, like the audacity of this woman. She's just like, <laughs> oh, hello, yes, yes, uh, I'd like a job, yes, thank you. Uh, and like, Rachel Vice, Rachel Vice, like, uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to be a monster for the children? And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> So good, great choice. What do we have? Well, you, Shay, first off. I get to segue a little bit. Um, Since we met, uh, mentioned Gabby Hoffman, I was like, Gabby Hoffman, I love, 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 love her. She, everything she's in, she's just such a comforting, like, large presence. And um, She really is. She's in a lot of feminist film 
uh, yeah. herself. Yes, yeah, true. Um, one of the ones that comes to mind is Lyle. I also loved, loved, loved her performance in a uh, Crystal Fairy, and another film, tremendous film that she was in, um, co-stars in with Jenny Slate is obvious child god i love this story. movie so much god, i is, love this movie this is the best movie about abortion ever made this movie should be shown to every single child in school it should america and every republican who votes against women's <laughs> bodily autonomy as well and i said what i said How sweet. Uh, exactly yeah this movie came out when 2014 and now we're fighting we're still fighting for our rights. and i reviewed it in 2014 and it's great yeah gina have you seen this movie I have not. You got to send it to oh, me. It's so good. It's um. I would. I would probably. You said it has Jenny Slate in it. Yes, yes it does. Yes, in- I love best, her. Oh my god, one of the best performances. A twenty four performances, romantic yeah. comedy performances. Plop is in it. Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> it's it's a romantic comedy, mm-hmm. and Shay's not a romantic comedy person, but mm-hmm. I am, and I <laughs> think it's the most rated romantic comedies. And she's in a great one this year as well. Mm. Uh, Jenny Slade. Mm. She's in um um another great romantic comedy this year that came out for Amazon mm-hmm. called "I Want You Back" with Charlie Day. Oh, what with Charlie Day? Yes, it's amazing. Oh my god, incredibly <laughs> funny. All right, I'll Charlie Day. Really funny. I gotta watch it. Um, I loved it. It's it's a sleeper for one of my favorite uh, films that no one saw for this year. Oh. Which actually, I think that might be December's theme is. Movies Sleep you loved that no one saw. Yeah. <gasps> oh, that. Ooh. Oh, for this year. Okay, that's gonna be juicy. And if you don't have enough to fill in your three for this year, uh-huh. just give us all around. Yeah. Okay. 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 But yeah, obvious child. I would. For me, I would put it at the level of Juno. So like growing up, oh, oh, Juno, oh. yeah. But then when we became adults, the writing is just as strong. Obvious. Yeah. Just as strong, if not stronger, because Juno lies in this sort of like, kind of like, you know, it's quirky. Yeah. It's a quirk comedy. Well, Julia yeah. Rothiere, who's the director, mm-hmm. did Landline as well. Landline. And Landline also has Jenny Slade um, mm. with Jay Duplass and Abby Quinn. Ah. Um, and Edie Falco and John Turturro. John Turturro plays her dad. Edie Falco plays her mom. And uh, yeah, huh. it's it's a fucking great movie. And uh, I recommend Landline. I saw it at the Las Vegas Film Festival back when it came out in 2012. Um, but this movie, Abby's Child, is so well-written. Mm-hmm. Like, Julian Rothiere just understands how to... I write a woman because mm-hmm. she is a woman right and she writes these women who uh, they're never weak mm-hmm. and even in the most vulnerable moments and in this movie mm-hmm. i was child jenny slate is a very vulnerable yeah yeah but you, you oh my god so you, basically if you don't already know the premise is jenny slate is a stand-up comedian she kind of plays herself in like this other universe yeah. or whatever you know just like uh, a jewish woman trying to get by as a stand-up comedian it's what she does but she loves what she's good at um and then she also helps run this uh little bookstore that's slowly going out of business or is going out of business she ends up sleeping with this guy uh plop from the office plop from the office i don't know his real name <laughs> jake lacy i don't jake lacy <laughs> oh, good, good old plop which unfortunately i saw jake lacy in an in an unfortunate film recently the Trump. one that the one that the ad that literally just popped up the apple film it's uh, what is it called? I can't even remember what it was called. Significant Other, really bad film. Don't watch it. But he was really great in Obvious you, Child. You write that down. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I could yeah, do you. that for you. Thank you. That means I'm gonna watch it now. It's gonna. Oh, Micah. Oh, Jake. Really bad. Yeah. It was Annihilation, but for, I uh, I like Micah Monroe. I know she's in it. We love Micah. But this not is the me. second time that I that I've heard this because you didn't like Significant Other. I didn't like Watcher, at all. Oh, that's fair. 
I liked Watcher, I but like Watcher. I don't think it was that strong. It's it's very weak, and it, it's very weak. It's very weak, and I feel like the villain is weak because of the t- the way that the film is structured. Mm. It's obvious from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think it was definitely going for Hitchcockian, but it didn't work because they're not Hitchcock. It's very soft. <laughs> it's for the it's for like the gentle. That's thing. that's some limp dick Hitchcock right exactly. there. Get it? It's a limp. <laughs> it's a limp Hitchcock. <laughs> you just you totally oh, just created God. something new. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Anyways, speaking of limp dicks, uh Abby's child definitely doesn't have one of those because Jake Lacey ends up hitting his target hmm. on Jenny Slate's character and she gets pregnant. Am I wrong here? So she what is it? She lit she literally finds out when uh she's with Gabby Hoffman's character and they're trying on clothes. So funny. And she's in the stall, she's like, She's so funny. Did my boobs get bigger? And I'm just like <gasps> As a woman, you know, a, a young women, when you become sexually active, you go through this. You go through the anxiety of always possibly becoming pregnant, even when you're on birth control. Uh, and it's no one can okay, tell you okay. how, how horrible that is. Gina, Gina. I was 14, 15, and I, I still was a virgin. And I was like, am I going to be the next virgin, Mary? That's how <laughs> I was. I was always scared of getting pregnant for no reason. And I'm like, I obviously knew you can't do that without the other component. Mm-hmm. But I was terrified. I'm still mm-hmm. terrified of children. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. It, it's a horrible thing. And, it, you know, some, I would go when I first started be like, being sexually active, I would go through phases where I would become completely asymptomatic. By that she I would means myself- nailing land and baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here today, uh, rest Very in sad peace. about that. Yeah. He didn't die. He's just not. Uh, our cat uh, killed him. Cuted him. No. Oh. Lucifer, <laughs> Lucifer killed him. <laughs> yeah, Lucifer killed him. But uh, yeah, she's literally like, did my boobs get bigger? My nipples are kind of sore. And then Gabby Hoffman offhandedly says, oh, are you pregnant? And then Jenny Slate goes, she just goes quiet. She looks at herself. Oh, oh shit. She takes that pregnancy test. Another anxiety-inducing scene. It feels yep. too fucking real. real. There's there's a real tension. The and time, I'm not even a woman. Yeah. But you can feel like the, the, timer the ticker down. in the head. Going, oh, God. You're trying not to check the timer because the pregnancy test is still developing. I have taken a couple pregnancy tests because I was asymptomatic. I was like, oh, my God, I'm pregnant. They oh, were, no. thankfully, for the children of the world, negative. Yes, exactly. Thankfully. Yeah. Uh, give oh I could not that would be the spawn of Satan it would just no. thrust right out of his body. <laughs> oh yeah he would but he he hates children as much as I do thankfully yes they're, like, they're, and that's why I'm with him they are terrible people <laughs> I have one he's amazing yeah he's like the coolest he's sweet we call him boy 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 he is the best boy and if you guys don't know, he's 12. And 12 is like the coolest age ever because all he wants to do is hang out. No, yeah. yep. Well at you. Yeah, like, it's amazing. Like, I love it. But yeah, obvious child. Um, I've watched it a couple of times. I showed it to my boyfriend, who is a straight white man. And you know, I I, I always I'm always excited to lend him uh the perspective of women, you know? Yeah. And it might not always click and I, I might have to explain certain things, but for him, this movie was he was just so into it and he he really felt it. I don't know if he could really quite relate to the the anxiety of, mm-hmm. of that whole thing. But at the same time, it's also it also just doubles as like one of the best romance films, in my opinion, modern romance. It's films. so well done. And it's named after, obviously, the uh, song <laughs> by Paul Simon. Yes. 
um, obvious job. I love I love Paul Simon, mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. I love I love the, the uh, that's what adra- attracted to me to the film in the first place. But yes, I think I agree with you that it is one of the most underrated uh, romantic I, films. It makes me cry. It's it's beautiful. I don't so. cry at romantic comedies. Yeah, no. Romantic films. No. I, <laughs> this is where she and I. Do you actually like a romantic comedy? What? When you see I Want You Back on on Prime Video, you'll like it. Okay. Okay. If you guys don't have Prime Video, you guys should definitely get Prime Video. Maybe. Do it. Yes. Do it. I got it. (laughs) I mean, you could do whatever you want. I mean, Jeff Bezos doesn't need your money. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) But if you guys really want to help us make some money, you guys can sign up for Paramount Plus. There's a link on our website. It's a should have the uh, the uh, like English League. Premier League poster there for you to sign up for Paramount Plus. If you do, we we do make some money off that. There's some great films on the on Paramount Plus, including um, everything that Paramount does. I'm waiting for Top Gun Maverick to show up on there so I can binge watch it for three straight days. Nice. <laughs> Paramount Plus is the only app I use at this point in time. Plus, you get all the Jackass like. movies and all of Jackass. <laughs> all of MTV is on Paramount Plus. Ooh, wait. wait. <laughs> There's all these Nicktoons and just SpongeBob's on there. I like it. SpongeBob's, yeah. SpongeBob is very much so. Uh, You you have Gina's doppelganger, Dora the Explorer. (laughs) I've seen the TikToks, girl. I've seen the TikToks. We all know. (laughs) She's she's not here right now. She's drunk asleep right now. She's always (laughs) drunk. And that (laughs) was a great pick of the obvious child. I obviously. Loved it. obviously obviously right? my first pick is actually going to be a really old movie because of course it is of course um i love old movies as everyone knows i love uh pre-code mm. all the haze Ooh. code shit Ooh. this one's not pre-haze code it's definitely uh in the haze code mm. um and it had to follow a lot of things but it got away with a lot of things too my film is from 1940 it is his girl friday and i really feel like rosalind russell playing hildy johnson is the example of the first boss bitch Ooh, on screen. The first boss bitch. Because she's, first. she's going toe-to-toe with Cary Grant at, in every single scene. They used to be married. Now they're divorced. But now they're, but the chemistry's still there in every single scene. Um, oh, this was when he was looking. He was he was a little younger, right? <laughs> yeah, Cary Grant's looking uh, like a full snack. Yeah, he does look like a fully developed snack, yes. <laughs> yeah. This one's actually. And, oh my gosh! I'm looking at this picture of Ro- Rosalind, right? That's her name. Rosalind Russell, gorgeous woman. Yep, and she's got this top hat that's yep. striped yep. with this striped, oh. like yep. huge shoulder yep. pad. Yeah. Like, okay, sorry, it's I don't want to take this away status, from you. Is it not? Yes, you're right. Yes. Damn. Boss bitch status, and the funny thing about it is, um, she's definitely not a uh, Virgo. She was born in June. <laughs> she's Gemini. No. But this movie, it basically, and I don't think you guys have seen it, have you? No. Not me, no. No. I would recommend, it is currently playing on Freebie, which is Prime's Mm. free version of video stuff. Mm -hmm. So it is available to watch for free on Freebie. Um, This movie's amazing. So it's about a newspaper editor who uses every trick in the book to keep his ex-wife from remarrying this guy who's probably better for for her than he ever was because he ignores her and is a workaholic but they get on this ridiculously cool case they have a mob boss who has a stool pigeon the stool pigeon is you know what that means right Mm-mm. stool pigeon is a 1940 um term for narc oh, okay so, oh yeah interesting. so they have a narc and everybody's trying to find this narc so they can get the scoop mm-hmm. and get the the skinny on the mob boss that's you know mm-hmm. guilty of some shit and um 
it turns out Hildy, played by Rosalind Russell, knows exactly where he is and has the insight. He can get it and tries to get the story out of him. And there's there's just so much. When you look at the 1940s in general, and I think Howard Hawks' movie here is a great example of that snappy dialogue between two people. This mm-hmm. film does exactly that. There's no there's no scene where Cary Grant's Walter hits Hildy with something and she doesn't smack him back even harder. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Max the shit out of him. I love that dynamic. Yeah, it's uh it's it's I love this movie. Um it, when you I'm just looking at some of the quotes because it makes me laugh. I'm just thinking of everything. There's a there's a great scene and I actually put it together. If you guys watch our video on the best romantic comedies in the 1940s, this film is in it, and the scene that I picked is amazing. It's toward the end of the movie. They're writing up the story in a hurry. You know, mm-hmm. and Hildy's controlling the whole situation. She says, shut up and just tell me what you want me to write. Shut up. <laughs> and she's like, and her other, her boyfriend slash fiance comes in and is asking for money because <laughs> his mom out of prison because his mom ends up, long story, okay. you gotta watch the movie to understand. She's like, where's the money? And uh, it's it's crazy. She's, uh, she's like, where's the money? She's like, it's in my bag. Go grab it out of my purse. She's like, it's not in there. It's, and everything's moving at 140 miles an hour, but the whole uh-huh. time She's controlling that whole screen. Hell yeah. I love her. Mm. And it, and really, when you watch the movie, this is boss bitch. Mm-hmm. Energy. Mm-hmm. Energy all day. Uh, I love it. And there's a there's a scene. I'm going to give you guys a scene. They're talking about when they were recording. Mm-hmm. Hildy says, I suppose I proposed to you. She's like, Walter says, well, you practically did making Google eyes at me for two years until I broke down. <laughs> and flutters his eyes at her. And she says, oh, Walter. And I still claim I was... I, the night I proposed to you, if I, if you had been a gentleman, you would have forgotten all about that, but not you. And, and then she grabs, she hurls the purse at him. Why you? And he goes, "You're losing your eye. You should be able to pitch better than that." <laughs> and she gives him a look that would cut through butter. Oh, it's so good. I cannot recommend this movie enough. I love, I love the '40s. I mean, her between Rosalind Russell doing all this cool shit mm-hmm. between her and. Because she's also in Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend mm. with Marilyn Monroe, which is a great film. Goddamn. Um, and Catherine Hepburn cutting through Cary Grant later on in the mm-hmm. decade in the Philadelphia story. There's just so many strong women in the 40s. And it's really funny because a lot of studios used to um, write these characters who were not the strongest, but the, the actresses who played them were so talented mm-hmm. and so uh-huh. good at subversing the weak characterizations they were getting yeah yeah um, yeah i mean best example best picture winner 1950 all about eve when you look at betty davis in that movie that character is not that strong Mm -hmm. but with betty davis destroying everybody on screen Mm -hmm. now it's a better movie and she wins she wins the oscar yeah do you think that the original director um of his girl friday uh expected that sort of acting Yes. That, like okay. Yes. Because yes, so I think Howard Hawks, way. Howard Hawks, sort of did that throughout the whole decade oh, of the forties. Okay, I'm seeing what he, <laughs> Jonathan, gentlemen prefer blondes. Because he had worked with uh, Cary Grant and Hepburn two years earlier in Bringing Up Baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have that in my IMDb. Yeah, he, Up Baby is incredible. Is foundational, incredible slap. What is it? It's 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 screwball comedy. Screwball, thank it's you. it's one of the best screwball comedies ever made. One of the best. Rom- it's the best romantic comedy of uh, one of the best romantic comedies in the 1930s as well. Um, cannot recommend it enough. 
Um, amazing film. Howard Hawks is just a master of screwball, a master of characterization. When you look at all the films he's done, Ball of Fire. If you've never seen Ball of Fire, Ball of Fire is deep, one of the best romantic comedies of the 40s. You've got Barbara Stanwyck and Gary Cooper. Barbara Stanwyck plays a dancer. And the Ball of Fire refers to her hair because she's a firecracker. So <laughs> Howard Hawks, in most of his movies, the women in his movies exemplify bad bitch power. Nice. Having to nice. have not big sleep. The big sleep. Lauren Bacall is a bad bitch in every movie that he's done mm-hmm. with that she did with her. She he also did uh, Je- uh Howard Hawks also did Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Yeah, I have that one. Gentlemen Prefer Blondes is such a fun movie. It's too. a great movie. It's the, yeah. it, it's like it's almost in kind of the vein of Daisies. Yeah, Daisies yeah, it's Daisies French. The, yeah. It's the French version of it's exactly what it is. We we the what do you even call that era? Like Czechoslovak, like new wave Czechoslovakian yes. experimentalism. What it is is it's, what? it's that's a lot of new wave. It's Eastern European new wave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Eastern, Eastern European because it was Czechoslovakia back then. Now it'd be Czech Republic. Oh, sure. But it's uh, it's uh, it's it's Eastern European new wave in the early sixties, mid sixties, mm-hmm. uh, while the U.S. was having the hippie movement and the, the beatnik movement in, in Europe. They were making very very experimental films that would equal the ones that were being made in France. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fired by the whole Cold War thing. Yeah. I yeah. am learning. I might die tomorrow. Let's party. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. And Daisy's a great movie, by the way. Oh, I was it almost... I'm learning more. I'm learning more about history in this podcast than a sociology. That's podcast. actually why like, I love right? that's actually why I love picking old movies for this, is because a lot of people aren't gonna watch these movies, but they should uh-huh. because they are foundation yeah. to what we do today. When you mm-hmm. look at what romantic comedy is kind of my expertise. When yeah, I look at the yeah. romantic comedy, there are early days, there's about four or five of them that are foundational. Obviously, it happened one night is the bedrock is where everything came from. Mm-hmm. But the Philadelphia story, uh, His Girl Friday is another one that's foundational to this mm-hmm. because Rosalind Russell's character is so strong. And Ralph Bellamy, who plays uh, Bruce, her fiance, isn't a weak character by any means, mm-hmm. but he's just so not as powerful as, as Rosalind's character mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. He comes off as this weak man. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about earlier. You can be feminist without being anti-masculine mm-hmm. and without demasculating him. Because he never right. gets right. by Hildy, but Hildy so much, got so much more testosterone in her mm-hmm. that it <laughs> makes Does that make yep. sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. <laughs> I think another uh, good way uh, in using media to describe or help define uh, positive feminism is uh, Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill. Running up that hill. Running up that hill. Running up that hill. <laughs> well, that literally talks about if uh, men and women could swap Make a deal with, with God. Make a deal with God. You have to do it. God. You, that sounded very emo of you. <laughs> deal deal with no, god deal with god, god. <laughs> we're running out that hill <laughs> so true <laughs> hello there <laughs> do it i'm only you're already the voice inside my head what are they called it um it's called vocal cursive yeah. is what that like exactly the way that is. you you curve your voice to the certain sounds it's vocal yeah. cursive i love it yeah yeah god that was my first pick and i love that movie and i think everybody should go watch it on freebie there are commercials i'm gonna go watch it fuck that movie's great 
I'm gonna go watch it now. While I do my work, I'll just put it in the background. Like back in the day when uh, you would watch Turner Classic movies. I love Turner Classic mm-hmm. movies. It's my mm-hmm. favorite channel. That was, that was mm-hmm. my station. That yeah. was my home. Listen, listen to me. Quentin Tarantino said he never went to film schools. He went to films. And I never went to, you know, I did go to film school, still do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also went to films and I watched Turner Classic movies all the time, mainly because we had a neighbor. She was an old actress. She used to be a, a one of my, my, when I was a kid, my mom was the apartment manager for the apartment complex we lived in, but we lived in a house separate to it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the residents there was an old actress. She was a, in the 40s and 50s, she was a, background actress wow. she made wow. her look being yeah. a character actress and yeah. not having lines yeah and she would play us all these classic movies so i remember the first time i watched blazing saddles was because of her she's like don't tell your mom i showed you blazing saddles and i remember telling my mom <laughs> immediately i was like she showed us blazing saddles she's like, she's like well, did you like it i was like i thought it was so funny yeah. she's like yeah <laughs> It is. <laughs> and she would show us that's how I first saw Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. All these old movies. She would just because we would have to stay with her because there would we'd need a babysitter sometimes. Margaret okay. Would, you don't have to pay me, just let them stay come hang out with her. Her name was Margot? Margaret. Oh Margaret. That's the piece, Margaret. Oh, that's a good uh, name. She was we met, we met we met her when she was in her late eighties. So she was about 85, 86 years old. And she ended up dying about 10 years ago at the age of 96. Aww, she ended up peace. dying 10 years after that at the age of 96. Can you realize how pivotal she was to your to your life? Absolutely. Because uh, I, I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of the movies that I love are old movies. And I saw all of those while I was hanging out with her and my brother. Do you know what I mean? That's so cool. That is so and cool that you have that story. I, I And I'm glad I was able to tell that story this time. And this is one of the movies that she absolutely adored. So this one goes out to Aww. you, Margaret. We Aww. love you. We love you. And uh, recipes, Margaret. This, if you guys have never seen his girl Friday, what the hell are you doing? Go see it. It's so good. Strong ladies all day. <laughs> Rosalind Russell. Now, as you know, that means it is your turn once again, Gina. What you got? I got me some Kill Bill. About <laughs> <laughs> bad bitch energy. Oh damn! Uh, <laughs> I was like. What is a movie that I grew up with that I would just watch just to get power from? Speaking of Kit, and, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, yeah, and although although Quentin Tarantino is a problematic director when it came to Kill Bill and the way just that he, he likes feet, Uma Thurman, not feet, but the way apparently Uma Thurman still has a lot of um, PTSD from how physically she was pushed in this movie but also emotionally mentally yeah so and i get that but i also would tell you that i don't get that you know what you're getting into you worked with quentin before well in the most iconic role she's ever been in stunt issues that i understand yeah 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 he he was actually literally choking her no that i get i get that but you have to understand like quentin gave you your most iconic role ever Mm -hmm. did did he not Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thurman, the first thing you think of is Mia Wallace. Mm-hmm. There's no other, and of course, right. the bride. Right. Her two most iconic roles are working with Quentin. Mm-hmm. So, b- being as that may, mm-hmm. she didn't expect that going into the role. Right. And she didn't no. deserve it coming out of that role. Right, 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 right. So, I get why she wouldn't want to work with him again because he's an mm-hmm. asshole. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you look at that script, you have to look, look at that and know right. what you're getting into. With Quint- Quentin's intense. Mm-hmm. he's a piece of shit yep he's a piece of shit that's why his movies come I, out i love his nicely, movies though, though. god yeah. damn it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and so like i was reading up on on how people view kill bill as a feminist piece mm. and they they really talk about how 
all the blood is symbolic of all the blood that has been shed by women mm. physically, but also just all like the femicides that happen. Um, the, the fact that like, it is something that we can't handle or not handle. We can't help because men have dominated mm-hmm. and started wars and constantly fought. Mm-hmm. And it's like, True. what the fuck like yeah. where the collateral damage and so i let i love this movie as a feminist movie because it takes a woman's rage mm-hmm. and literally kills everything in sight it is yeah. devil incarnate energy it is boss energy <laughs> it is it is the type of energy that i want to do the other day i got so mad i got so mad and all i could think about was i need a fucking katana and i mm-hmm. need some heads to roll <laughs> And so I watched this movie and I was like, damn, like it made me feel better. It like, for some reason, a lot of movies don't, don't have that same, um, energy release that men get when they watch like army movies and action movies. And so to me, this is like a feminist action movie, right? Like it speaks to me on all levels of my moral being. Yeah. <laughs> and- oh, for real. And everything about her anger is me. And I'm just like, this is <laughs> powerful. I love it. I just want one of those uh, Hattori Hanzo uh, oh. blades yeah. mm-hmm. to uh, just go enact my revenge. It's funny mm-hmm. because when you look at the uh, the snakes that she takes out, because they're all named after snakes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, two, a couple of them are women. Or an mm-hmm. Ishii and uh, Bernita Green, played by Vivica Fox, so, are women. Was it Sojourner, Sojourner Weaver in the second one? Uh, yeah. Was that her? Yeah. No, but she's talking about Lucy Lou. Daryl Hannah. Lucy yeah. Lou. Yeah. And then there's Lucy Lou. Yeah. Lucy Some Lou. really, really powerful female villains who, like, I mean, Lucy Lou's character, what's her name again? Uh, it's Orenishi. Orenishi. Uh, or even Gogo. Gogo. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Gogo's iconic. And she, I don't think Gogo even says a fucking word. She says not one she word. She just comes in in her school outfit. Oh, she's yep. <laughs> Yup, exactly, exactly. And it's like, yeah, I'm there. But Gina, uh, that's that's really, I really love what you just said though about the about blood being used as a symbol for feminine rage and all of that being released because I think it's interesting how the film was at the time was considered so graphic. It had so much blood that it had to be censored, and I think that also speaks to how our experience, our experiences as women, um, and our suffering. Uh, has also been censored throughout time. Yeah, completely. Exactly. Because if a man had done, if a man had killed all the one thousand, um, whatever they're called, the one hundred, whatever they're called, the mm. ninja guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, if a man had done that, there wouldn't be any censoring of the blood. It'd be mm-hmm. epic. It would be. Yeah. It would oh, be like awesome. touted as a great scene. You know. Yeah. Which so is the so- fact that we were censored no, because yeah. it was a so- woman so killing. Fun. It's still mm. one of the most brilliant pieces of action cinema. It really is. I agree. Wow. I agree. And I, I'm so glad you chose this one because I was I was very close, but I was like, I don't know if this... she rips that dude's eye out. <laughs> uh, amazing. And you know what? I'm talking about both movies, honestly, because yeah. I can't get that t- that scene where she squishes that eyeball between her toes from what's her face's face like it is it is such a visceral scene that I will never forget it and like in my head I'm like one day I will squish the eyeballs of my enemies as well (laughs) you think that the name of the truck that she steals is a double entendre pussy wagon because it's it's both a pussy wagon as in like so many women but it also carries her 
Booms yeah. has a pussy. Yes, it is Booms has a pussy. her wagon. Pussy owner. <laughs> I, I was like, job wagging her pussy all over them. Oh, you know what? One of my favorite scenes is though is when mm-hmm. she wakes up. She finally wakes up from her coma. Oh god! And she literally drives. She kills a dude who was about to rape her while she was comatose. And she's literally yes, crawling across the floor. Crawling. Yes. Like tearing herself out of the oh, death good. hell and oh, good. Like, stealing the pussy wagon and then finally getting into the truck and like there's this but, pressure. But then there's a 10 minute scene of watching her feet. True. But <laughs> ignore the foot fetish. It's literally yeah. her willing herself out of her yep. you know, like her legs rut. her rut, literally. But she's like paralyzed pretty much because like she's been in a coma for a years. Coma. And yeah. She, herself out a of coma it. that bill and his gaggle of snakes put him in mm-hmm. put her exactly in. yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah just like that's a you know foot fetish aside i feel like that's <laughs> does he really have a foot fetish he does yeah, every oh single my movie my dude honestly it's uh, like, once upon a time i don't get the foot always. fetish Bro, Margaret Qualley is not wearing any shoes and we see her feet the entire time. I'm like, I really didn't need that. I don't need your feet up on my dashboard, bitch. If I was Brad Pitt, I would have told that bitch to put her feet down. Oh my god. I was like, put your feet down, Margaret Qualley. God damn it. Oh my god. It's like the bitches who walk around Vegas carrying their shoes and walking around barefoot. I'm like, oh my god, Vegas. Oh my god. (laughs) And you find them two minutes later passed out in the yeah. in alley with their ass hanging out of the dress that they mm-hmm, decided to wear. Mm-hmm. Their friends are trying to like grab a good camera. We still have to hit up Caesars. Gosh. Caesars. But, but yeah. Oh my god, it's Cesar Palace. <laughs> it was hard saying that. That's a hangover Cesar reference. Cesar Palace. <laughs> um, the uh, second In what room is Caesar staying in? <laughs> what? In the hangover, he says, So this is Caesar's palace. What room is Caesar staying in? <laughs> Where's Caesar staying? But um, yeah, that. this movie, I I watched it when I was like 12 or 13, and I watched it with my mom. So I have a really Ooh. yeah. yeah. Like, you watched it with another strong woman. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And my, I was really lucky growing up because my mom, like, she she was incredibly protective, but she I mean, I don't know what she's gonna do. She's like 410. I know she, she's like she had the childhood that she had. Little, little spider monkey lady. Yeah, little elven, little yeah. elvish Jew. <laughs> she does look like a little, a little elvy, elvish Barbara Streisand lady. Yeah, she does the nose. I want to see this woman now. Incredible. Oh you'll you'll meet my mom at some. Point. I met her and she's incredible and I love her. Yeah, you can carry her around like a baby. Yeah. Oh, then I will. I will. That is a little tiny guy. Yeah, I, well, I can carry my dad too. <laughs> I can carry on my back it's while sort of a miracle you got Mini to like parents. Five, five. it really is yeah i thought i was gonna like stop here so to be fair my none of them, my parents is very big either my mom was was only 411 and my father was only 52 so Oh, the fact that I got to five nine is an abdent yeah yeah you're 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 like three inches taller than me yeah <laughs> exactly and you're a pretty tall lady so i'm five six it's like the net normal yeah. I think my son would be really tall because Charmaine's like five nine, five ten. <laughs> and I'm so five, he got the jeans. Yeah, he got the tall jeans. Yeah, it's fine. It's what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. I love this. Speaking of tall ladies, Uma Thurman is incredible in this movie, and I love her. 
in everything. She's oh, she's amazing. I just picked it because I thought it was just the greatest film of feminine rage, even though it was directed by a problematic director and written by a problematic director who has problematic tendencies. But I, I just think that it was so successfully created, and she embodied that character. Like that will go down as her her character. Nah, Mia Wallace is still the shit for me. Yeah. Also, Uma Thurman is 5'11". So she's taller than all of us. She's tall. How tall is, I think she might be taller than her ex-husband, Ethan Hawke. Because I've met Ethan Hawke. And I, he's like my height. Ethan Hawke is, is, is shorter, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's a beautiful man, though. He is. Beautiful man. Short, beautiful men. That's Gina. That's Gina's like <laughs> alleyway. Even though, even though Michael is like six foot one. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Man, I love me a just, short king. Just what a what an amazing, brilliant movie! It just is every single scene is on point. Uh, I do like volume one better than volume two. Me too, because most, the character yeah. is better. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's yeah. much more breakneck. Um, yeah. and so much more happens, but how they ended the two the whole series was really beautiful to me. Yep, because Perfect. in the end, she she's able to reunite with her child, save themselves like save herself from all of these people from bill i mean spoiler alert yep. oh shit spoiler everybody's seen it like, everyone like, has seen you it you should have already seen this movie and if yes. you haven't that's your own goddamn fault yeah, but i don't yeah. think i couldn't i don't think any of us could really scratch the surface of how much goes on in this movie we did but there's so much more that goes on in like, yeah and it really is so much it was i think it ended really beautifully and it, it, pretty- it, it honestly kind of brings a tear to my eye because it, it really reminds me of the strength of my own mother yes. and um, just how much like we as women kind of have to fight to get where we need to, not that no one has to fight to get where they need to go, but you really feel at this really point feel- in time, yeah. at this point in time, I feel like I have to do exactly what she did to get into her <laughs> life. <laughs> so you saying like, you have to kill. I, I had to kill Bill in order to <laughs> go up the chain because damn, life is hard. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Anytime you just like you just see a you someone cuts you off in traffic or someone pisses you off, you're just like mutter yourself. I have to kill Bill. Yep, yep. I'm gonna kill Bill. I will. I will somehow get a katana. There you go. Oh my god! I named my snail Hatori Hanzo because he was yellow. <laughs> Rest in peace, Hatori Hanzo. Love he was Tori. he was R.I.P. A rest in power love tori hanzo here that's a great second pick shit what you got for us so that's oh that's such a hard one to follow up but i think i'm gonna follow it up um with uh, another woman who's been like uma thurman is a woman from that period in time who's been in countless uh movies as a strong female role but in this role she kind of takes on something that's a little bit more gritty a little bit more relatable and more not more understated. Um, it leads up to uh, her part in Girl Interrupted. You know where I'm going with Angelina <laughs> Jolie yes. um, in Foxfire. I never Fox seen this movie. Fire. 1996. Which is another one of uh, the movies from my mom's collection. Oh, this is directed by a woman too. Mm-hmm. And it, it ended up being a really fantastic movie um about just uh this group of girls so what happens is uh a girl is being harassed by a uh an authority figure and so this group of girls kind of band together in order to retaliate um Uh and it's just about teenage angst 
Uh, it's coming of age. Angelina Jolie's fucking cool. She comes out of Gina, nowhere. Jenny Lewis yeah. fucking movie. Jenny, I just see her right there. That's Jenny <laughs> Lewis. You understand? Gina loves right. I, I didn't even realize that was Jenny Lewis. I'm looking Jenny at Lewis is banned. Right right oh, ah, I love Jenny Lewis. She's such a good. <laughs> she's, she's a great indie uh, indie singer. Like yeah, she's great. Top notch. Love, love her. But she's also in the Postal Service, which is one of the best electronic yes. bands ever fucking made. Yeah, and, and I'm not gonna lie. Dental, it's Ben Gippard and it's Jenny Lewis. Yep, and I'm not gonna lie. Angelina Jolie is so cute in this movie. Mm-hmm. This looks I have the a poster for, for this looks so 90s. It hurts my face. It's very oh, it's incredibly <laughs> 90s. I, what when is it? Yeah, 96. Incredibly 90s. Great soundtrack. I love it. Um, and the the cast just feels so real because it literally, other than Angelina, who at the time was I think she was 17, 18, 19. So mm-hmm. she still was a teenager, but you know, Angelina just always was very like active, very more mature the cramps are on this soundtrack mm-hmm. the cramps wow let me look at the soundtrack content consider me in on this movie all right yeah no it's amazing and you know they band together they literally get uh stick and poke tattoos together massy star of course you would like this movie no are you fucking right it's, it's like, <laughs> filter. Get, yeah filter you go L7 of course, Candlebox. Of course, you would like this movie. Of fucking course, it's an amazing movie. It's inspiring, and it reminds you what it's like to be friends with a bunch of girls when you're growing up together and you're fucking over everything. You're you're over being. <laughs> this shit is on Pluto TV, mm-hmm. and Pluto TV is free. There you go. So we should be watching this movie. Absolutely, it's it's just such a fun movie. It's just band this band of girls who grow up together. I love it. And they start out just like as very childish. Some of them are just you know it it's it's almost kind of breakfast clubby. They just find each other and love it. The relationships and all that. This might be the greatest character name I've ever seen. Legs Saldowski. Legs. <laughs> That's Legs. the greatest name. Ever. I mean, you know, what else are you gonna call Angelina's Joel? Angelina Joel. He's his character. I'm pretty sure the character named <laughs> themselves too. Goldie Goldman, mm-hmm. Rita Faldez, Maddie Verts. Oh, Goldie, yeah. I love the characters in this movie. Uh, Jenny Shimizu and Angelina, I believe, also dated while doing this film. So really, yeah, this film is is you know it's good for it, it's a coming of age. It's queer friendly. Um, uh-huh. It's definitely feminine. It's rated R. It's rated R, which is where, oh yeah, because there's boobs in it. Teen nudity, drug use, strongly. I love boobs. <laughs> I do I like. I do like me some boobies. Free the nipple. This movie is very uh, free the nipple actually. Free, free the nipple. It, the free way it. that they portray nudity also is not sexual. It's mm. more. Uh, how do you put it? There's something about women. It's artistic. It's well. I don't know if if how do I describe this? There's something a lot of the times when you know there's there's a closeness about women that yeah. that that women have that I find like men don't really have. Yeah, because we're not sense. going around showing each other our dicks. That's that's too bad. That's too like, bad. Well, they're gonna need ugly, to get so. connect with your. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily showing each other our pussies, but it's also just like I guess it's it's just you know offhandedly like oh like I have to shave my bush today. Uh, what a drag or whatever. Yeah, like no, like we we <laughs> women ha- like it doesn't bother me if if a woman gets naked in front of me. Like I don't care. Yeah, it's not a it's not that big of a deal, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I feel it like doesn't bother men... me either for the record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like I feel like in I mean 
will as a man <laughs> if if you've gone to like when you go to the gym do you go into the gym room and then men just walk around like naked yeah and they just we, we just be swinging swinging dicks bro mm-hmm. and i'm like whatever man right but like what are the rules around that just don't look at them right so you can't even don't look at at like literally in in a woman's room like you could literally be talking to someone who's just disrobing in front of you and Mm -hmm. like like you could say like you could i don't know it just doesn't it makes sense and it's comfortable like you can look and be like you have some pretty boobs we don't even get in the same. We don't even get in two consecutive stalls unless they're all full. Right, exactly. There's like one urinal rule. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah like, like <laughs> we know you. Yeah, we didn't yeah. have this closeness, I, like you said. Literally, I accidentally flashed someone. Yeah, like last night when I was doing a photo shoot, I flashed my ass at someone, and she was like, she came up to me. She's like, "Hey, girl, you flashed me while you were up there." I'm like, "Oh man." I'm like, I'm sorry. Did it look good though? She was like, "Yeah, you look good." And I'm, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm just like See? checking up on it, you know. I'm just like, oh, you know, is uh, there's you know that whole thing. And then the, another time, I could just think up up the top of my head. Um, I go to the bathroom with my bartender, and we're just talking while she's going piss, and I just met her. Yeah, miss like, about that that a lot of women have with each other because. It's a it's a vibrational thing. It's an energy thing for sure. Because all of you are witches. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Uh, most some people are just dead. Just like yes, not inside. not on that at all. No, but, and I love scaring them. They really do think I'm scary, and it's oh hilarious. for real, right? I love it. <laughs> oh, like bitch, bitch, I would never spend time cursing you. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're not worth it. You're not. You're all not that. worth my time. Sorry. So, I opened up Pluto TV to go find this movie. And mm-hmm. you know what movie was playing? What? Another Angelina Jolie masterpiece, oh Bound. Bound? Mm. Her and Jennifer Tilly in a lesbian relationship. No, that wasn't her. And- You're right. It was Gina Gershon. Yeah. I was like, I don't know why. I would love to have seen it. It's okay. Oh, 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 oh my God. Yeah. Oh, but that's an interesting thing about Angelina Jolie movies, though. There's an 80% chance that she's going to be topless. Just. Oh, yeah. Added to Q. There you go. <laughs> I will be watching Fire uh, Foxfire because that uh, looks great. Yeah, ever since I saw that movie, you know how you just watch something and you just know that you want it tattooed on your body. Yeah, that there's uh, they get a stick and poke, um, and it's it's kind of like uh, in it where they do just like or the you know you cut yourselves and join blood or whatever. Yeah, they give each other stick and pokes of a little thing of flames on their titty, and I'm like, I want that, you know. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. And it's about, you know, it, it's about girls. It's about girls becoming women, coming of age. It's about um, creating your own family kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just great. It, and it's a great preface to uh, Jolie's later works, Girl Interrupted and Gia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gia's so good. Gia, oh, Gia was heavy. Cried. Yeah. That's good, though. Yeah. Tears. Tears. Yeah. I don't think I could ever watch that movie again, honestly. It's a good flick, though. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's one of those movies that I I'll, I'll recommend, but just watch it once. That's it's all. A that's good what flick, man. Mm, that's what she said. And it's based on real <laughs> life too, though. You know? She did. It's based on real real shit, real yeah, person's life for know? real. That's crazy. Yeah, I love that. Love that pig. I've never seen this movie, and I want to see it now. 
and uh, and I'm going to watch it now. Yes. My second pick is very very different from my first pick because it is a newer movie that just Ooh. came out. And let me find it here. This movie came out in 2021 Ooh. last year and is directed by Amy Poehler, and it's called Moxie. Moxie. How was it? How was it? Because I remember seeing the trailers for it. This movie is actually really really fun, and it's actually the world's introduction to the Linda Lindas. The Linda Lindas. Yes. Their cover of uh their cover of um Riot Girl is on the soundtrack. They play it in the last five minutes. Nice. And the movie is about a young lady who discovers that her mom used to be a part of the Riot Girl movement in the nineties. So she starts to listen to these movies, listen to these bands and, and creates a zine to out sexism at her school. Oh. Directly. Um so for example, the quarterback says something sexist she calls her out in the magazine and no one knows who created the magazine which is called moxie um but i i really it's based on a novel and i really love what amy poehler did here she's actually in the movie she plays the main character's mom as well uh, <laughs> she, she, cool she always needs to play the main character's mom or some <laughs> someone's mom be fair, the main character in mean girls mom is not amy poehler it is i know that guest it's what's, yeah 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 she was amazing in Mean Girls. So. Fake tit, like, blown out. It's she amazing. Didn't, she didn't even realize it. I'm not well, a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> I love, I know, I love this movie because what's really great is um, Moxie sort of shows that the, that cliques in high school do still exist. Mm. Oh, yeah. But that they can be, that girls from different cliques can get along when the common enemy mm. is sexism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to the point where there's girls from various parts of the school who start to realize that Moxie, the magazine, the zine mm-hmm. is what coalesces them. Yeah. Right. I love that. Right. And they all try to figure out who's Moxie, who's Moxie, who is this person. Mm-hmm. The whole time, you know, Vivian, played mm-hmm. by Hadley Robinson, is the person doing it, but mm-hmm. we don't know that. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen this movie, and I I really am gonna I'm gonna watch it well, now. That, that's like mm-hmm. um, it's on my it's on my weekend like list now. Um, but I'm thinking about how she creates this zine. Now, when you say zine, like an actual printed magazine, yes, or exactly what I'm really, saying. really, really, yeah, I love that. yeah. And she puts it in the hallway, and and people pick it up, and they start to read it, and start to realize, like, okay, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, this is a... That is cool. Like, she's using a, a, an older media mm-hmm. because in a newer yeah, movie. Because it stems from mm-hmm. her mom back in the 90s being right. Around. There is a big zine revival these days, too. As it should be, it seems very much. Uh-huh, yeah. Back in the 90s, oh. a hardcore scene used to have a lot of really cool zines. Yeah? yeah Hell how, yeah. How you found out about Earth Crisis and all the other straight-edge vegan bands. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> straight edge vegan straight edge specifically vegan. was there a m- magazine specific to straight edge vegan bands yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was all oh my god <laughs> i'm not a vegan but yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny because uh the quarterback is played by patrick schwarzenegger oh his kid yeah oh my god yeah. and he's a <laughs> and apparently during the shooting he had a, a lot of problems being mean to people so Amy Poehler like pushed him to be more of a dick. Wow. Oh, so he had a hard time being mean, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Because he seems like a generally nice kid. Yeah. Like, yeah. What else have I seen him? He's been a lot of stuff, dude. He... Daniel isn't real. Yeah. That was a great movie. Daniel isn't real. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't bad. Love that movie, honestly. Midnight Sun, not good. 
<laughs> no, we don't. Very bad. Uh, but the, the movie has just a really fresh energy. And like I said, the Linda Lindas are on the soundtrack. Obviously, um, you know, Riot, Riot Girls on the soundtrack mm. from its original. Yeah. You know? Mm. Um, yeah. Taco Cat is on the soundtrack. <laughs> Moving Cat. Taco Cat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bikini Kill obviously has to uh, be on there. I was hoping. Well, yeah. They have their original version of. But also Double Daria from uh, Bikini Kills is on the soundtrack. There's a lot of Riot Girl bands uh, on this soundtrack. Love um, it. So is on the soundtrack. Uh, there's a lot of, of strong ladies present here. And what I really love is how it explores when you're developing as a woman, the strength you can find in other women. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's rare, by the way. Like... I don't Shay, I don't know if you've experienced this. Like in general, it's hard to be friends with women. Huh. It, it, like for me, it's hard to be friends with women because I've always someone the other day told me I'm an alpha female. I'm like, thanks, but that's <laughs> not the truth. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like they're like, no, that's why you have problems with people f- getting along with you is that you're alpha. I'm like, I that's don't think that strange. I think okay, so I've gotten kind of the same responses from people and that like I the people who know me like y'all know that I'm just like some doofus I love you we are well aware of your doofus (laughs) (laughs) but there are a lot of people who are just like oh like you're intimidating or you're like cold or you're like kind of mean in what way is your little where did that come from people tell me this like (laughs) my job they're like hey you look like, like got like something going on or something Bro, and I'm you're just, like yeah. the least intimidating person exactly. that I know I'm like everyone does the same thing <laughs> but I think it's it's it has something to do with just knowing who you want to be around and being choosy mm-hmm. around the people who you want to surround yourself with because I you know it's it's the whole thing where you are in control uh like of like your surroundings and that you don't right. have to be with people who don't serve you is a weird word to use for that but you know what I mean in that you want to be around people who like are emotional vampires no (laughs) I don't want to do that you out like I know people who are just even nicer than I am and they surround themselves with those people and I'm just like you can't you you have to serve yourself and that Mm -hmm. I guess is being a quote-unquote alpha alpha female right or alpha person goaded person in general yeah. Right. And in this movie, like, I think the way you're describing it, like a lot of movies don't do that where they, where they really talk about like, on, unless they're, you know, a league of their own, like specifically pointing out women relationships. And I think this one does probably cause I was looking at the, at the, the ads and stuff, but like the fact that it highlights women supporting each other, like that's rare because the narrative is usually women are catty towards each other, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so like, I think that's really important to yeah. have in a movie. It's like, there's, there's a lot of, I mean, like we talked about with the paper before it's, it's, we call it cattiness, but it's, it's power struggles, you know, and it's struggling in a patriarchal society or whatever society in order to be on top in order to seem even more powerful like as a woman it's just like you can't just be who you are you can't just be average you have to you have to beat everybody else and guess who guess who established that Mm -hmm. guess who established that the men 
Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are all about competition and stuff. And we're over here just like, let us crochet and talk shit (laughs) on our celebrities. Watch the office. (laughs) (laughs) With our heated blankets. Exactly. Like, we don't want no, we don't want no trauma. We want no trouble. Just let us fucking do our shit. (laughs) Stop being competitive, you guys. Yeah. Men, men, stop being competitive. Listen, (laughs) listen, you can't tell us that because that's inherently part of our masculine personality is to be competitive. You know, what's funny is that it's not part of my inherent personality to be competitive, but because it's a man's world, I have to be. So you guys Mm -hmm. need to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like i don't care if it's inherent within your testosterone Listen, y'all need to control that have shit to be nice to people because we, uh, of the way that the world works mm-hmm. i don't want to be nice to people i'm a fucking dickhead nice <laughs> i don't want to be nice to anybody either but that's the thing like as We're a man customer service as a man there are a lot of women who are a little bit more overly sensitive towards what you say and how you say things to them mm-hmm. true True. So now I have to watch what I say and how I say it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh my God. Fuck them bitches. Unfilter. Fuck those Fuck bitches. them bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> but it, it's one of those things like, I don't know. Like I, I have to be nice to people. I have to be nice to the old professors at work that are Ew. like expecting me to be nice to them. I'm like, what? Whatever. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Whatever. Throwing her hand, I throw my hand at them. There's a there's a really subtle reference to a, another Amy Poehler movie in this movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I want you Which guys. To, if, if, I'm not gonna tell you. Tell me. I'm not gonna tell you. Tell me. I want you to watch the movie and then find it. Oh, okay. It's damn it. Oh, I, I guess I'm gonna have to watch it then. Watching it tomorrow. It's such, a, it's such a fun movie. Like it's it's very by the numbers, and I wouldn't say mm-hmm. that it it breaks any mold, but mm-hmm. you just have a great time watching it. Yeah. And, feel good after nor should any like not every movie has to break the mold because no. exactly. sometimes the mold's there for a reason exactly this definitely follows the structure of like you know a netflix original comedy that would mm-hmm. be based on what this is mm-hmm. it goes exactly where you think it's gonna go mm-hmm. but who the fuck cares mm-hmm. i had a great ass time watching this movie i didn't care and Ike Barinholtz plays uh the guy who tries to date Amy Poehler mm. in the movie. I love Ike Barinholtz. He's so funny. I like him. I love him. I had no, a little bit of a crush is, on him. This movie is no, I mean it might be Clark Gregg. It's one of those two. Clark Gregg is also in the movie. I can't remember. But it's a great movie. Yeah. I really enjoy it. And no, Ike plays Ike Barinholtz plays the teacher. Clark Gregg oh. from Agents of Shield and the Marvel Cinematic Universe plays the guy trying mm. to date Amy Poehler. Ooh. He's handsome. Who? Clark Gregg. Oh, Clark Gregg is very handsome. Ah. His Love wife it. is also a, an actress though. Oh my gosh. He was on he was actually in one of my His wife is Jennifer Gray, actually. Uh from, from Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where? Clark Gregg married baby from Dirty Dancing. You don't uh, put baby in the corner. You, nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, as as you all know. <laughs> yes. Comedies are my thing. Uh, I love that movie. But that's my pick, Moxie. If you guys haven't seen it, it's a really small little movie. Um, Pretty fun. Good music, which is always a positive for me. I love mm-hmm. good music. Um, Check that one out. Um, Gina, what's your last pick? Dun, 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 dun. It is Queen of the Dabs. Oh my god. Terrible god. Movie. We are on the same <laughs> level. Oh my god. 
I know it's a terrible movie. I know. Oh my fucking movie. god, that is so that is so funny though. Okay, elaborate. I such a better movie. I loved Aaliyah. Okay, I'm sorry, but I'm looking at this movie through the lens of a 12-year-old girl. Right? And that's when that's when I watched the movie for the first time. Mm-hmm. Not only was I already worshiping Aaliyah when the movie came out, mm-hmm. I saw a completely different version of a black woman. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and like a black woman in her power, a black woman, it doesn't matter if she's evil, I don't care. Right. She conducted that screen and it doesn't matter the rest of the movie was shit like when Lestat was on the fucking roof yeah Stuart Townsend's Lestat is fucking terrible (laughs) it was so bad he was such a bad Lestat but but like but like that sensuality it was some pussy drying bullshit Uh, (laughs) like Aaliyah did not dry the pussy Tom Cruise was a better Lestat (laughs) <laughs> yes of course i agree this, this movie is unfortunately about lestat but it's also not because we have Aaliyah. because and- akasha exists in our minds oh and it will stay there forever because she's so goddamn hot uh, yes yes like she conducted mm-hmm. she she like wants you to look at her in the movie you do yeah. not not look at her yeah. anybody else she'd be standing next to the best celebrity in the world that costume that persona mm-hmm. just oozes sexuality many lesbians power. were made that day oh here. Uh, <laughs> right here right here right here, girl. Right here. the well, lesbian came out in me i was like yeah okay oh. and so i thought for me as a woman growing up and and even now when i look at older movies like when i look at movies like from the 90s the 80s and the 70s the further back you go, the less diversity there is. Mm-hmm. And so I found myself clinging to whatever actress was a person of color who was being shown on TV, right? Mm-hmm. And Aaliyah was one of them. And oh. so for me, she is the epitome of a, a woman, sex, like the sexuality of a woman, mm-hmm. but also the ability to be on top, like the power that it has. And, like, as a teenager watching that, like, I needed someone mm-hmm. to set that bar for me. And mm-hmm. I think that she did such a good job in this movie. Like, like rest in power. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, oh. but damn, this movie. Like, <laughs> I knew you would like it, Shay. <laughs> oh, my God. I hated it, except when she came in, because the whole time, because she doesn't come in until a little later. I was like, up. the whole time, I'm like, where's Aaliyah? Where is she? Where is she? You know, and when she finally comes in, boom, the beat drops. And then she she's out there just killing all the other vampires. So oh my god. The really the ironic part about this movie Mm. is that it is like the like like a lot of the bands on the soundtrack, Mm. because it's very much a new metal soundtrack. Oh yeah. Yeah. When new metal is good, it's awesome. For the girl. When this movie is good, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's fucking terrible by and large just like new metal is by itself terrible yes yes by itself the movie wouldn't stand but the the soundtrack made like boosted it (laughs) you have fucking chester bennington jonathan davis the deftones yep it's for oh my god i just wish they cut static x 
Lestat thing out of it. I know it's a Lestat story. Well, yeah, yeah. based on the book by Anne Rice. But if yeah. he doesn't need to, the whole time, I was just like, you don't need to be here. What I don't like is, though, is it that it's such a departure from the previous Anne Rice movie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it departs from her stuff so much. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. It's a completely uh, different I was vibe. For, I was looking forward to a straight up sequel to Interview with the Vampire because I love yeah. it. It really was a movie of its time, too. It came out in 2002, and it's just a movie where it's just like, bam, boom. This movie, awesome this movie is an extended corn video. It is. <laughs> I would say core music videos are generally much better than this because at least you got baby boy yeah, Jonathan true. Dave. Yeah, at least yes. Jonathan Dave is making yes. weird sounds. Like, um. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody makes that noise. <laughs> Who else is excited for Sick New World? Because uh, also on the soundtrack. Oh my god! See, Pop Rush is one of those bands I don't like though because they change their style to fit whatever's popular. So they, they went emo in the mid 2000s because that's what was popular. Then they went like Imagine Dragons Core oh, recently God. because that's what was popular. Oh, you know, we are not. Oh. Nope, we still we still stand uh, the Paramore Chronicles version of uh, Papa Roach because that that's yes. that's in my heart open. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah so that's my last pick is queen of the damned mainly because it was like i'm viewing it through a 12 year old lens and at the time it came out in 2002 i was this lost lost child and i saw this like amazing black goddess just emerge Mm -hmm. and i was like you literally just imprinted on me (laughs) yeah for real exactly like yeah, like your your image. Oof. Yeah, and you're looking at a picture of her right now, right? Like, yes. I just it, get hot in here. Mm. Ooh, like ooh, I thought. Okay, ooh. for my picks today, I thought. Okay, we'll go over how the the women fight with each other because of patriarchy. Mm. We'll go over how because of the patriarchy, you have to kill people in order to stay stay in your power, and then. You got an, a person who kills people just for fun, and that's her in her power. Like, I love it. she don't oh give God. a shit. I love it. <laughs> literally, oh, gee, like, on my list, it's literally the first movie that I wrote down. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I love it. <laughs> I don't like this movie. I know you don't like it. I give it a middle, like, I'm in the middle of it. But it's just because I love it so much and the timing of when it came out. Yeah. I just pretend that all the scenes with Aaliyah not in them don't exist. And I'm good. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a Deftones music video, basically. Exactly. When you exactly. Take all yeah. that. exactly. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's all, that's all I want. Changing in the house of flies. We're being serenaded right now. That started a whole era. It, it, it's not it my favorite started everything. Song, but oh, it's you know good. funny? That song, I first discovered that song when me and Landon first started dating. Really? Deftones and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is what brought us together. Good good pick. <laughs> Both. I love the Texas Chainsaw Oh my god. I've seen it quite a few times. It was it was a very like horny watch uh of Texas Chainsaw Massacre when we watched it. It was great. I'm sure. <laughs> it was very the, it's the, funny. The sexual sexual sexual, sexual, sexual 
Sexual. 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 Oh, Shay, what's your, what's your last pick? Kid? It's so hard to follow up because I have so I actually have so many movies written down on here. <laughs> um, but I think uh you saw what my picks were, but I think I'm actually gonna change it. My guess is changing to uh, because I want to follow that up. I have to follow that up. So, like I was saying before, it's very difficult to see somewhere in horror where women aren't being traumatized in order to leverage you know, bad girl things happening, you know, like mm-hmm. that bitch, like, oh, energy. bad bitch energy. She gets, you know, she gets to have her moment where she kills everybody and goes bananas or whatever. Yep. Yes. I'm actually gonna, okay, so I'm just gonna go to a very recent, modern, basic horror bitch uh, move, but I'm choosing, it's a double feature. Gotcha. It's X and Pearl. Oh, fucking A, not this And shit. I like, you know, I bring it and because it's prevalent so why the fuck not before i was gonna say but i'm a cheerleader but that's a good that's i a would great have one rather too. talked about what i'm a cheerleader i know right. but pearl and x it's just like i just thinking about that movie and just but i'm a cheerleader will endear it's very endearing yes. and it, it will always endear yes. and it's but i've all also like already talked about it um yeah. in our uh yeah, in one of our queer episodes. Ones, yeah. Uh, yeah that's so, a, it's just a great movie Pearl and X, I think, is also interesting because uh, even though they're very trending right now, no one has really talked about um, that aspect of it where it's talking about how Pearl is basically so jealous um, because of, of of the main character in X, who's a porn star. She's I saw a- more Pearls this Halloween than the last time I watched the Flintstones. I was this close, but I was like, <laughs> won't be that basic. And then I'm a Silent Hill nurse, and it turns out Silent Hill's trending. So yeah. I just can't. I'm just in. Maybe you should have gone with something more original. The vibes right now. Oh, we're thinking of Killer Killer Clowns next year. Mm. Don't you killer dare, Ooh, Killer Clowns! Yes, Dino, you, know, you want to be one of the Killer Clowns with us? I'm okay yeah. with being a Killer Clown. I will literally yeah. stab you all. Well, Good. I just had to sit through both terrifiers. Dare you. Oh, oh, oh! I just had to sit through both terrifiers. That was the second one. Awful. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awful. It sounds like fun. I think I'm going to watch It's it. a really fun movie, but it's awful. Okay, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Bad direction. Worse acting than the first one. Mm-hmm. Worse writing than the first one. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, the kills. Oh, okay. Ooh, I mean, that's baby. Who <laughs> praise Jesus. Hail Satan. That movie, the kills are terrific. Oh, it's I, I don't understand how people threw up. I didn't throw up. My, my son is <laughs> 12 and he didn't weak. throw up. Yeah, people are weak. weak people in this world. <laughs> but back to yeah, exactly. More like smegma. Nasty smegma. You nasty. You nasty. You nasty. Back to uh, X and Pearl. X and uh, Pearl, I think, takes an interesting take on femininity and self-image because literally in yeah. like the first scene, and I, immediately I just felt like it was iconic um, mm-hmm. because I'm a little fruit. I'm a little fruit baby. Um, and before like everyone started liking x i love like obviously you know you have your own mod i I actually did see x it was fine it was fine but i also love i haven't seen pearl yet though pearl is very simple it's better though it's very simple but it's it's very fun it's very good mia goff is eating up the screen quite literally very literally like it, it gets to the point where you're you're kind of terrified that she's gonna just jump right through the screen and start like screaming and throttling you or something uh. <laughs> and that's what makes 
first of all, you have amazing characterization. Mia Goth playing these dual roles of Maxine and Pearl. Pearl is iconic. That's why everyone loves her. She feels all this rage of being trapped um, in a farmhouse when she desires um, to express herself sexually. She wants mm-hmm. to be a performer, you know, like like a lot of people. She wants to be an actress. She wants to be famous. She wants to be mm-hmm. loved by as many people as possible. Um, and that's what her she builds her ego upon. And obviously, it's a very weak foundation to build someone's personality off of. So you see her crumble. And, and yet she manages to do it. She does it. <clears throat> and she does it again. I think she does it again. Uh, with her with her axe and her her rake and her pet alligator, which is fantastic. Um, we love that. Her Mia Goth as as both of these roles. Yeah. She slays it, literally. Um, I'm sad because I already know she's not gonna get any Oscar nominations. Um, even though she should for I Pearl. I don't know that she should. For Pearl, she should. Because she did things in that movie that oh, if you pitched any of that stuff to any actresses. It's probably a hard pass for for most, huh. but not Mia Goth, and she 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 goes all the way time and time again. And Pearl is essentially a black comedy <laughs> where it's just like, how uncomfortable can Mia Goth make the audience? And yes, she, that's, <laughs> that's, that what, that's what that movie is. That's the best subscription I've ever heard. One I love after- being uncomfortable, and I love being uncomfortable on purpose in a movie. Right, and it it's oh my great. god, it pulled off. So well, so beautifully. But you also feel for Pearl because you feel you she she's in a marriage, but she's also kind of trapped in this marriage because her husband has went away for the war, and there's all this war imagery that they also use in Pearl. Vietnam. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Because... World War Two. Even yeah, the Pearl in X is a whole motherfucker. Yeah, but she she still gets it though. Um, which is interesting because when so X comes out first, yes, it does. And Pearl is still an interesting character because she just is kind of there. She's Good old Ty West, gross, like Deborah Logan looking. She character. looks exactly like Deborah Logan, really actually. Young. Which is when you're like, when Pearl pops up in the movie, you're like, oh no, oh god, <laughs> oh my, oh my, oh my. And it turned, but it's interesting because I feel like it's pretty rare to see. Like old people used as a, a facet of horror in horror movies is not a new thing. No, because they always get used because they're creepy looking. Oh, no offense, old people. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> not sorry. That's even creepier. Yeah, it's even creepier, but it's not talked about a lot. And I think it's interesting. It should how, stay that way. I well, <laughs> let's talk about it. It really is like gross. Like old balls in your face. Not even balls. It's like it chapter two like gross out old people n- nudity factor mm. um mm. which is also to speak saggy titties the, uh, the mm. um the uh, special effects makeup saggy <laughs> titties and dry pussy they saggy balls saggy balls and she she was rocking it she was eating it up and um yeah she was she'd be killing people and it's so much fun but it's also just gross. interesting seeing this woman who you know was obsessed with trying to become Someone bigger, someone who she she would really never be capable of becoming in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just fantasizes about being this person while also being a psychopath. And then it comes back around again when she sees literally the porn star version of herself um, in X and desires to be her, desires to be this woman who's powerful and appears to be like super self-confident 
and um in front of the screen and gorgeous and there's just that scene in x where pearl is literally watching her me like next scene other mia goth doing a a sex scene uh-huh and she, but she's watching it through a window literally spying on her and then the like not even like what the hell is this movie <sighs> it's so good <laughs> i love these fucked up like plot lines like mm-hmm. the fucked up the better honestly but it made me think it made me think you know it's it's in a way speaking towards if you're really going to read into it speaking towards how when we get older we're not hot and sexy anymore and yep. speak for yourself now. bitches <laughs> <laughs> just wait till yeah. you you become pearl i'm gonna age like fine wine i'm gonna be out here looking like george motherfucking Clooney. oh there you go the clune the clune yeah the like with that hair the, the clune the clune exactly with the hair okay lady, ladies <laughs> ladies gentlemen and everyone under the sun he has better hair than i do and i hate it damn i have better hair than than, than shay does too it's true um, yeah, I have split ends. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> Can't relate. No, that makes sense. I'm looking at like pictures of the movie and like I found this article that talks about the parallels between mm-hmm. X and Pearl mm-hmm. and how there's still a lot of the same like things that happen in both movies, just mm-hmm. in different contexts. Like mm-hmm. um, like apparently uh, the pitchfork is Pearl's weapon of choice. Sorry, spoiler alerts. Um, oh no! And scene. And it's and it's there. It's it's in both it's in both movies that's used symbolically mm-hmm. as as her weapon of choice. But then there's also like both have strange sex scenes and both have heroines to the world of pornography. And I was just interesting All how like you said that she she sees a she sees a scene of herself enacting not herself but i guess she sees a scene of pearl or maxine in a sex scene which one um, pearl pearl sees maxine it gets a little loopy because um they both okay so maxine is the one performing in sex scenes but pearl is the one who watches uh pornography like back in the day but oh. another tidbit is uh, the scene that she watches, the film that she is introduced to, that's pornography, is actually a real um, film, a real pornography from like, oh. way, way back in the day. And it was actually called Something Something Pearl. It literally oh. has the, the pearl in the title. So she's oh. imagining watching herself doing these things over and over and over again. And it haunts her. And it like, Interesting. yeah, it's super I'm watching this too. Yeah. It, I got it, two movies to watch. It's such a fun movie, but it also does go over kind of like how it, it's it's Pearl's hell and then it's how she ropes everyone else into that hell. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's just a fun it, it's a fun two movies. Mia Goth is fantastic and I love both of the leads because they're both just so they they really do feel real in how that they're and, conveyed. By that she means she loves Mia Goth also and Mia Goth. Mia Goth, and Mia Goth, is, and Mia Goth. I mean, I was, you know, I saw a Nymphomaniac before. Terrible I saw movie. Interesting movie. Hate the movie. Hated it. Cure for Wellness. Hated that one. Hated that one too. Hey, loathed entirely. No, see, I didn't like it. I mm. think it's a bad movie, but mm-hmm. Nymphomaniac is just garbage. Nymphomaniac was. Honestly, I feel like it's a very interesting movie and I've watched it more than once. It is garbage. I don't like it, but I don't hate it. It is hot garbage. That's fine. From the king of the hot garbage. True. 
I, and you know what? That's fine because Lars von Trier is just um, he's a little twelve. He is he's a little troll. Little twelve. Now I'm just. I wanted to watch Nymphomaniac, but when Maybe it came don't, out, don't put that in your search um, engine. It's up to you. No. It's got a lot to go through. It's got that's a lot. Okay. To- also, Shia yeah. LaBeouf is problematic. Yes. Oh, but that's oh, of course. Problem, yes. Which is why I'm like, you know, it, it, it's just like, what is it? Don't fall in love with your idols or or whatever. Uh, X and Pearl are also about how fame sets you up for failure. Um, yeah. but yeah, Mia Goth just had Shia LaBeouf's baby, even though they got married when she was a teenager and divorced and now she had his baby so i hope she's okay girl yeah. i hope you're doing okay if you need help um just wink, send us a sign send us a sign um yeah get away get away while you can and yeah. now our our last pick before the surprise topic for the month that mm-hmm. i didn't bring up is my last pick and my last pick is the is an academy award-winning picture it won the Academy Award for Best Screenplay. It is Emerald Fennell's Promising Young Woman. What was that? Sorry, I didn't even hear. <laughs> Promising Young Woman. Promising. Young no, woman. no, she hasn't seen it. Oh my god, I have oh. not. There's a lot of movies that I have not watched, and I'm I'm your eyes' newbie. You know. So, that. Oh my. I god. saw this film, and I think you were with me when I saw it at Sundance Film Festival. No, I, Raphael I was with me. I That's it, right, actually. Raphael was with me. Our boy Rafi, Rafi Rafs Matamayor, my dog. <laughs> what up? Uh, you probably threw up a terrifier too because you're a pussy. I love you. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this one stars Carrie Mulligan, Bo Burnham, Allison Brie, mm. everybody, Clancy Brown, Adam Brody. Everybody's in this oh, fucking movie. Oh, yeah. He in this movie. Uh, Laverne Cox, Jennifer Coolidge, everybody's oh, in this god, movie. In it's Laverne. about a young woman played by Carrie Mulligan, who's fantastic in this movie, mm-hmm. who sets out to gain revenge on men who would potentially, potentially S-E women. Yeah, S-A women when they are drunk. So what she does is she sets them up on a date, tells them, you know, she's she pretends to get really drunk and then, you know, makes makes it so McLovin looks like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's like, I'm not a bad guy. I'm Aww. not a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Love it. What's really weird about this film is it's such an exploration of toxic masculinity, toxic femininity, mm-hmm. but also, but also where the two cross. Mm-hmm. Because that's what this movie does. It starts out as a vicious revenge yeah. drama. He thinks she's out to murder people at first. Yeah. And that's how the film like frames it. That's how yeah. the marketing framed it the whole time. It's like, oh my God, yeah. she's going to murder these people. But what she does is you could say far more effective because she literally, she lets all the men go. Yeah. yeah. So what I love is uh, I love that the the dad figure played by, um um, um what's his name? <clears throat> Molina. Oh, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina plays oh. her dad, uh, the no. dad, the dad, not Does her it? dad the dad and uh if you recall i thought he played the lawyer you're right he plays a lawyer oh but who is the lawyer the The lawyer is a guy who defends rapists Uh Mm uh-huh he is oh my god it was oh my god that part was creepy yeah but my point is so the movie at the beginning it starts out as this revenge like Mm -hmm. drama toward the middle it turns into a romantic comedy when bo burnham Mm -hmm. comes into the film and by (laughs) the end it's an absolute horror show yeah it's, really? That sounds like is... my kind of BPD movie. 
borderline personality disorder whiplash. Right. It subverts your expectations, like at least at every turn. At every every turn. turn. Yeah. And it's it's painful. It's funny. It's it's exciting to watch. The soundtrack is absolutely ripping. There's a great cover of Toxic. Oh my god! Yeah. I actually interviewed the uh, composer who made that. Really? Yeah. He's great. Um, he talked about it in our interview. Like he's like, I don't know. Emerald just wanted a, a really good song that we could cover and make more contemporary, and I chose "Toxic" by Britney Spears. There you go. Yeah, man. Good. I love it. In so well with song. It does. Oh shit! It does. Right? Oh shit! Right? It's the perfect song for that movie, and it's funny because uh, Cassandra, Carrie K- Mulligan's character, is sort of a re- ha- going through Arrested Development mm, because of yeah. some things that have happened in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and that's the reason she's on this trajectory that she's on, and it really talks about the effects of SA even when you're not the victim. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. let's get this straight: Cassandra was never a victim mm-hmm. of SA directly. Mm-hmm. Um, trigger warning: SA means sexual assault, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know, trigger warning: we're going to be talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because well, not funny, but it's sort of tragic that. She puts herself into those situations on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Adam Brody is literally sitting there kissing on her face while she's pissed drunk. And I use quotation marks, pissed drunk, and she's not pretending drunk at all, to. pretending to. And then she just like turns to the camera, looks at us, and tells us, about to go down. <laughs> she, she breaks, breaks the fourth she wall. Breaks the fourth wall. This movie does all the things a great movie is supposed to do. It's a huh. birth- breaks the fourth wall. The characters are at certain points, likable. Now, I will tell you, <laughs> I will tell you, Cassandra's not a very likable character mm-hmm. at all. But she doesn't even care. But she doesn't which care. Is, she's alluring. Which she's makes alluring. which makes her alluring, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, it show, it really shows off the masks masks that both men and women wear. Mm-hmm. Because Cassandra, mm-hmm. when she's with Ryan, Bo Burnham's character, she's wearing a completely different mask from the one she shows mm-hmm. when he's not there. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And he wears a completely different mask when we find out who he really is right. from when he's not there. I mean, you could say he's even wearing like he's Multiple wearing more, ones. even more of a mask and she yeah. kind of lets her guard down. Exactly. For him. Yeah. For him. For him. Yeah. She subverts her own expectations. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. any soundtrack with the Spice Girls. Oh, hell yeah. When to become one. Yeah. That's a, that's a movie that I will always love and hate at the same time. Spice World? Yep. <laughs> Spice World's a fucking classic. How dare you? I know. It's amazing. Also, <laughs> also, Paris Hilton stars are blinders in this movie. And it is so well used that you will actually like that song. Really? Yeah. When they're at the grocery it's... store. You remember has to listen to it. They're at the what grocery is it, Paris store? Hilton's? Oh, no, like the pharmacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Even though the guys are crazy. Was... Even though the stars are blind. Oh, Paris, like, Paris. That, that part of the film, I was just, I became fully aware, and I'm just like, oh, what is this? I'm like, That's what, what I love. Where is this going? That's what I love. And I was just like, something really big is going to go down. As I sat there watching the movie in the theater at the Redwood, mm-hmm. because they showed that shit at Redwood. Mm-hmm. I had to go all the way over there for that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, as they as I sat there watching this movie at Sundance, mm-hmm. and I'm sad you weren't with me on that one. Yeah, you would have loved this fucking thing. I did. I did manage to catch it in theaters. Yeah. it's theatrical. It's it's great. But as I'm watching this, I'm sitting there thinking, where the hell is this weird ass movie going? <laughs> and it went to places I didn't. In, 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 oh, yeah. you know? 
and I I I love this fucking movie so much. It, I think it ended up being in our top ten of that year. I hope so. It better. Have. It um, had to have. Yeah, it had to. It have. had to have. It had to have. Anthony Willis was the arranger of that toxic remix. Mm. Um, and it was a 2020 movie that we saw in 2019, if I recall. Mm. You no, did. it was a 2020 movie that we saw in 2020 because it came was out. It? Okay. Yeah. I think I saw it towards the end of the year. Either way, it was a great movie. I love this thing. And if you haven't had a chance to see it, has two of the best posters in movie history, by the way. Mm. The the regular one where she writes the lipstick with uh, yeah. on the mirror. And then the other one where she's actually laying on a pair of lips. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah. love that poster. It, it reminds me of, um, it's totally ra- random, but it reminds me of the Nurse 3D poster. That's exactly what it reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> which is like really weird and, and i haven't even seen nurse 3d so i'm just like it's terrible movie. but it's weird how like, <laughs> it just stuck to my brain like that yeah it's it's terrible movie. <laughs> but i i love this movie and i and i and i really loved it bo burnham stepped outside of himself too mm-hmm. as did carrie mulligan because bo burnham for all, all intents and purposes is usually portraying a nice guy nice yeah boy until I he went insane on netflix well what is it was yep. it um his show that he did until he went insane on netflix that's what i'm saying yeah yeah that's true yeah um but and carrie mulligan is always seen as this prim and proper i mean she's in suffragettes Mm -hmm. never let me go where she plays a proper british woman she's always very very daspy even in drive she's very demure yeah 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 yeah. you know Mm -hmm. what i mean just a nice girl like literally like the girl next door she's very but she is not that at all she is a vindictive vengeful bitch this and i love it her <laughs> it's work. her best work her best work because she owns it and she that says a lot because she, she also did that movie what she also did that movie a few years ago that i really liked um what was it wildlife with uh jake gyllenhaal mm. which is also great work she plays a uh a wife whose husband played by jake gyllenhaal leaves to go do a job mm-hmm. so she's there left there to raise their son oh and uh, I love this movie too. Huh. You haven't seen it? No, I haven't. It's very much like uh, what was the Orwellian? It's very Rockwellian. Oh, oh, it's very Rockwellian. Americana, yeah. Ooh. But it's like not. Do you know what I mean? Like the setting is Americana. So like what like happens? Little is, children kind of ordeal. Sort of, mm. but there's a, a different sort of mix up here in that mm. jake gyllenhaal's character is violently at violently an asshole oh shit oh oh but again she's i can't with jake gyllenhaal character. do you know what i mean yeah <laughs> did you just say you can't with J- jake gyllenhaal no because ever since i saw him in the bubble boy when i was a kid i can't <laughs> see anything else so. I, love, I love jake gyllenhaal. Oh, my <laughs> oh my god what if landing was the bubble boy for halloween uh, I guess it happens. So much sense. Oh, man. That's a perfect Halloween costume for him. Yeah. Now. What an amazing movie. That was my last pick. I hope you guys check out Promising Young Woman. Emerald Fennell won the Oscar. Yeah, she should. For Best Original Screenplay. Powerful. Amazing movie. Yeah. It's a, it was it's, definitely, I think it was definitely a little controversial. When the funny thing is, Emerald Fennell is also an actress. Mm-hmm. And she's on the crown. Oh, and she really? plays our new queen, queen regent, Camilla. When she's younger, wasn't uh, Phoebe Waller Waller Bridge a writer on this? On uh, and, or my, oh no, I'm thinking of something else. You're thinking of something. Yeah, she's Fennell's really pretty. Yeah, Emerald, Emerald Emerald Fennel is 
gorgeous. Yeah, no, it's beautiful ladies writing roles for beautiful ladies. Fuck yeah. This fucking, this bitch is gorgeous. This movie is gorgeous. Like Laverne Cox, Jennifer mm. Coolidge is a beautiful Yeah. Alison Brie. <laughs> Carrie Mulligan is a gorgeous woman from one side. The other side's not as great. Oh my god. She has a profile issue. She does. No, she's gorgeous. I love her. You think? Mommy. She mommy. The funny thing is, it wasn't our number one film of 2020 because I really like The Sound of Metal. And I remember I, I put that one in. That. It's so good. So I Sound of Metal so good. And I love I love that this is a perfect transition to our, our surprise topic because this is an award-winning movie. Uh-huh. I wanted to talk a little bit about awards season because it's about to begin. And cool. I and I don't want to talk about the movies that are going to win Oscars. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about movies that we think could possibly win a Razzie. Oh, okay. Bad? Oh, oh. Some of the worst films of the year. Just a few choice selections. I don't even know. <laughs> good for uh, me. Terrifier 2. <laughs> oh, Terrifier 2. Terrible films. So basically movies of 2022. Terrible films of 2022. Correct. Yeah, oh some of the God. worst you can find. I don't want the bottom feeders that are obviously not going to qualify because there's certain movies that are like meant to be bad mm-hmm. that are not going to qualify. Like there's a new Birdemic movie. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to win a bunch um, of them. I refuse to watch that episode. You should. I refuse. You should watch it. It was so boring. It's so bad. <laughs> oh my God. Lent, I'm about to be in one of the worst movies of 2023. Which one? Didn't he work with... Uh, didn't he work with... Uh, what's his fuck? Uh, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Neil Green. He worked with Neil oh, Green. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. yeah, Landon's going to star in Neil Green's movie in multiple roles. And so that, uh, what that tells me is... This movie's gonna be fucking terrible. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> like Neil had them sign like an NDA. I know. But from what I've heard, there's a lot going on. Yeah. I'm, the I'm, more going on in a Neil Breen movie, the less it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> because he can't write movies. Oh my god. Did you watch Twisted Pair? Yes. It's bad. It's great. It's so bad. I love it. It's awful. <laughs> it is truly it is a piece of amazing. shit. Amazing. Um, it is a true blue piece of shit. I, I honestly don't know if. Oh my god, my phone. Well, can I'm I give a Raz? Can I get a Razzie to Jackass Forever? Why Jackass oh. Forever is amazing. I just I can't like I got I I love the first three, but you. I feel like this is a little late. No, how dare you? <laughs> no, how dare you? <laughs> Like, I couldn't even finish it. I was like, I'm bored. How dare you? <laughs> oh, okay. You know what? I have to. No, I am, I am literally offended right now. Then be fit. Then be offended. <laughs> and how the hell did we get another Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 22? You know what's funny? I haven't seen it, so I don't know. <laughs> like, how did that get sneaked in there? I, don't know. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. <laughs> It's just me. I'm just like I'm. I'm over the jackass. That's all. How dare you? Uh, I'm gonna give you a couple. Um, Morbius. I was gonna say Morbius too. Uh, because it's always Morbin time. I'm gonna wait for Shay Shay to get back to, to talk about Morbius. Morbius, because I know she's a huge fan of Morbius. Um, uh, Moonfall, which you have you have not seen Moonfall. It is actual garbage. Actual garbage. Yeah. No, it's terrible. It's a terrible movie. Um, if you've never seen it, um, the king's daughter, terrible, terrible, 
I didn't see Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Is it bad? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I just looked at, at a list and I'm like, what the f- when did that movie get sneaked into this year? Because <laughs> like these things just happen and I'm like, what? The King's Daughter because it was shot in 2015 and barely came out. The King's Daughter? Yeah, it has Pierce Brosnan. And you uh, said Moonshot was also another one? Moonfall. Moonfall. Oh, look, I watched Moonshot and it was all right. Moonshot was fine. That's a romantic comedy. I like it. Yeah, I know. That's why you like it. Yeah. Moonfall. Yeah. Moonfall. I ha- I've seen Moonfall. My, Michael's telling me right now I've seen Moonfall. That's how bad my memory is. Yes, I have seen Moonfall. Okay. Uh, Mother <laughs> Schmuckers, which is a Belgian film that I fucking hated. Mother Schluckers? It's literally like a French version of Dude, Where's My Car? Except it's not good. Oh no! And, and dude, where's my car? Like I loved terrible. it, but but it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, I can't do it. But I, I I just have to say that I just can't. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I try. I tried. Can't do that. But yes, King's Daughter is uh, bad because it was shot seven years ago and finally came out. Um, Morbs always Morbs Morbius. <laughs> terrible movie. Shay liked Morbius. Uh, I didn't watch it. Don't watch it. Oh, you didn't watch it? Morbid time. Morbid. Are you a Jared Leto fan? Absolutely no. not. God no. And if okay. they put Jared Leto in Tron Three, then I'm not watching it. <laughs> I love Tron Legacy, but if they put him in it, it's gonna absolutely ruin it for me. Morbs. Morbs. What is it about? What is it about him that's like off-putting? It's because it's the overacting. Because... It's the pretentious air. The method acting is kind yeah. Of, it's it's. It's it speaks to privilege and entitlement. The Firestarter remake is fucking terrible. Oh no! But they didn't <laughs> need to remake that. It was already already perfect with Jude Barrymore. It's fucking terrible. Oh Jesus! The Man from Toronto. Because I'm tired of seeing Kevin Hart do the same goddamn movie. Oh my god! Um, oh yeah, he he's an Adam Sandler. He literally is an Adam he's Sandler. So true. He's he's Black Sandler. Black Sandler. He is Adam Blackner. He's- Lam Bladam Sandler. Yeah, Bladam Sandler. Lan Bladam Chandler. Bladum. Yeah. <laughs> he's literally black and he's in another movie called Me Time that I have not seen that looks terrible as well. He's got Mark Wahlberg, who I don't fucking like. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah he's Wahlberg. also one that like is very oh, hey. one tone. Oh hey, I'm Mark Wahlberg. How you guys doing today? <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Well, Mark Wahlberg here. Yeah. Make sure you try a Wahlburger. You don't really taste like shit. <laughs> A year that Mark Wahlberg, he stuck his shit. Yeah, well, especially because the Deepers? Wahlburgers is located near the Vegas sign. Oh yeah, well, it's actually right outside from where I work. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Does he ever come and visit? Not that I know. He does him. live out here. You he heard He's uh, trying to start a production company out here, yeah. or is starting. So, oh. well, thank you. I I did recently see Hocus Pocus too, and I was not. Yeah, I've heard I bad was, things. Uh, I've heard it's very bad. Yeah, I, I was not really that impressed. Yeah, I've heard it's very bad. Mother Schmuckers, like I mentioned, the Belgian film, it's very Mother bad. I saw that Sundance. Okay. Oh damn! Bad. Wow. Thanks, Sundance. Sundance always comes in clutch with at least one, two, one or two awful stinky, movie, like stinky, stinky, stinky wounds, ass. wounds. Oh, <laughs> uh, the souvenir. 
Souvenir, I hate that movie. I fucking Everyone hate loves that it. fucking movie. It's but I hate that fucking movie. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just too poor to understand that movie. Yeah. We're not white Wait. enough nor entitled enough to understand that movie. What? I just found that Aqua Teen Hunger Force has a new movie. I gotta see that. Oh, man. It's called Aqua Teen Forever Plantasm. I'm gonna see that. I'm gonna and it, it went direct yeah. to video. Um, <laughs> Persuasion, which is sad, a really sad adaptation Persuasion. of... Um, of, um, I saw it. It's got uh, Dakota Johnson in it, and it's based on a what's what's her face that wrote Pride and Prejudice. Oh, I don't fucking know. I'm not smart. Who wrote that? You're the doctor. Pride and Prejudice. I don't fucking know. Emily Bronte. I don't know. No, it's not Bronte. It's the other Who one. Who wrote Pride and Prejudice? The right? other one, depressed bitch. Um, Jane Austen. Yeah, there Jane you go. Austin. So it's. A I was gonna say it's one of them. <laughs> I so, honestly. I'm the doctor, but English literature was the one thing I despised. I love English life. literature. I love so, English literature, I, so I, it hurts me that I didn't get that one. But it's a Jane Austen <laughs> adaptation that's boring, that it's that doesn't do anything new. Uh, At least when you watch Pride and Prejudice, you're like, that's so cool. That's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Love the acting. Good story. You know that's what I mean? Dakota Johnson. Yeah. And the funny thing is she's in one of my favorite films of the year, too. Mm. Oh, Cha-Cha, real smooth. Cha-Cha, real smooth. <laughs> if y'all haven't seen Cha-Cha, real smooth, watch that shit. It's on Apple TV. That shit is dope. Into the Deep? Did Into the Deep? <gasps> they did release it. They released Into the Deep? There's no fucking way. Fucking shit. There's no way. They released it just this year, dude. They that actually was... have a poster for it. No, I thought I totally thought they said that they were going to cancel that. Oh, it's it's going to be on Netflix. Okay, so breaking news here, guys. Bro, bro breaking news. Breaking, breaking news. news. It actually <laughs> already came out and is available right now. It came out it September thirtieth on Netflix. Into so the deep. Come... Yeah. So. Where's the fun day? Said that they were can't. Into the Deep that. is a do- controversial documentary that Shay saw all the way back in 2019. Yeah, at Sundance. At Sundance, and it got canceled because it's part of a murder trial. Shay, give them the info while I check. Oh, Alpha watches, right? Alpha watches. So, yes. Yeah, it was incredible. It was incredible to watch because basically, alongside with everyone who you literally feel like you're in it with everyone who was in it. So it's a documentary that started out as a study on this eccentric guy who leads this pack of this group of engineers and they build shit they build rockets and shit um mm-hmm. they ended up making a submarine which the submarine ended up being a uh what do you call it a crime scene because yeah. he assaulted and beheaded one of his <gasps> crew members and um yeah it's all about that and basically <gasps> yeah the case was ongoing as it was being filmed and they literally got his murder weapons in the background of um, the interviews. And oh wow! Yeah, it it, it literally happened right in the no, mi- making, right in the middle of making this documentary. And wait, did they put out a new Invader Zim movie? Did no, they? No, this is the end of the floor. Oh my Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God. Wow, there's a lot of information. Um, this sounds like something that is completely up my alley. Yeah, completely. crime documentary. It's, yeah, it for me yep. it was it was equivalent to watching the Jinx. Um, but even, even, even worse, it even harder. It, yeah. But oh. it, it goes even harder than that. Even harder, even harder. I love that. Because literally I watched this movie. It wasn't the premiere screening or maybe it was, I think it was because it was just like, it was very late in, um, mm-hmm. production, but it, or very early in, in the release of the production. Um, and I saw it with like 10 other people in the th- same theater as me. It was mm-hmm. a very small, um, party that I saw it with. 
but you could audibly hear people holding their breath gasping being like oh my god we were all in it and that's how you feel when you watch the movie because it's like literally you're watching this horrible horrible thing unfold um and yeah i can't i can't say enough how much of a screwed up movie this is um on netflix it yeah i guess so shit awesome that's random. <laughs> I got my good night story to watch. I honestly thought it was never going to be released. So yes, <laughs> going to it from a good movie, Purple Hearts, another bad movie on Netflix. Oh, I forgot no. I saw that. That looks bad. It's bad. Um, the number one movie on IMDb's list of worst of 2022 is Good Morning, which stars Colton Baker, aka Machine Gun Kelly. No. Uh... Gross! I vomited just now. Uh, Vomrom.com in my mouth. I don't understand what people see about him. Mm. I really don't. Mm. I I don't. I don't get the the girl simps. I don't get the guy. No evil shouldn't be on this list. That's a good. That. It's fine. I hated it. Still gotta put your Vordig. Okay, now I'm just looking at it right now. It's spelled with a U. Megan Fox is in it with pink hair. You need to get those. I need that and I need significant other. Okay, so I was gonna say significant other is uh one of the worst movies that I've seen this year, if not the worst. It was Annihilation for Hulu Moms, and I hated it. Jake Lacey, it what a waste of two wonderful leads. Michael Monroe, Jake Lacey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Jake Lacey is amazing, and Michael Monroe is in one of the best horror films of the last decade. It follows. It follows. Amazing, and she and she's in um one of the best. Uh, Jake Lacey is in this one too. Well. The guest. The guest. Have you not seen the guest? The oh. guest. Oh, the guest is incredible. So this mysterious man shows up at her house, and she's a teenager in the movie, and just basically takes over their lives. And- the guest. Okay, I remember the guest. Interesting. Have you not seen this? No. This movie's incredible. It's got Dan Stevens in it. it does. Look, it's directed by Adam, Adam Winger. Okay. Dan Stevens. VHS, you're next. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Death Note. He's cute. Unfortunate. Oh, me. Blair Witch. Unfortunate. Uh, ABCs of Death. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I don't know why I love ABCs of Death. Because it's awful horror, and you like awful horror. <laughs> <laughs> it's you so... are a horror horror. It's very stupid. Yes. It's great. Ethan Embry. Oh, sorry. Love Ethan Embry because I'm a huge fan of both Can't uh, Har- uh, Can't Hardly Wait and Empire Records. Double feature day that for that those yeah, and 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 National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that one. He's Mr. Papa Giorgio and he wins all the money. <laughs> Deadstream was another stinky one. And that's also a Shutter original. Yep. Shutter it, originals are fairly stinky this year. Uh stinky. Just, stinky movies. There's ups and downs. You have Mad God and then you have Deadstream. Well and the funny thing is they they put out the best anime film ever made this year on Shutter. Perfect Blue, mm. which is a perfect. perfect Blue is one of the most perfect animated films ever. Created. Amen. Amen. And it's I, now, which I also put on my own. It's now it. available on Shutter. Oh, and my biggest honorable mention was uh, A League of Their Own, which is a great movie. <laughs> we didn't bang out our honorable mentions. That's okay. A League of Their Own uh, is a great honorable mention for me. I, and there's no crying in baseball except if you know you're a Dodger fan. Uh-huh. And I am, so I cry a lot. Because we lose. I actually hated Smile. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I uh, Did I was you write really, that up yet? No, not yet. I need to, but I was really looking forward to it. Yeah, no. Uh, the marketing was fantastic. Um, even the trailer had a lot to offer because, you know, you, we had Truth or Dare with the big, like, 
ooh, spooky, they're smiling really, spoopy. really big. Spoopy. Uh, and it definitely gives off uh, Blumhouse vibes. Yeah, it's, it's not a Blumhouse picture though, right? But it's not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that could have been promising, you know? Um, but it's basically the Bye Bye Man and It Follows. And it has Jesus. some cute creature design, but it was really, really bad. It was a real waste of its cast, especially, um, what's his name from Dinner in America? Oh, uh, Kyle uh, Gellner. Kyle, we love you. We love you, Kyle Gellner. And I, hope, I hope you got paid well. And Dinner in America <laughs> is now available on Hulu, and that shit rules. Oh, my God. I rewatched the trailer today. So Just because Smile was so bad, I needed to cleanse my palate. I see Kyle's mm-hmm. face, I'm like rewatch that shit and i it's so good if you've never seen this movie so there's two movies from sundance 2019 that are on hulu that you need to watch immediately mm-hmm. the first is dinner in america which was my favorite of the fest mm-hmm. and shay's favorite of the fest and if you watch the trailer she's in the trailer black bear yay yeah her quote is in the trailer for them awesome well, for yeah, a trailer it is yeah but it's that's a good one yeah that's that's gonna be on i've my, been in quite a few that's gonna be on my obit for sure yeah for sure yeah that video will play in your own. Also, uh, Redeeming Love is a terrible fucking movie. And I have dealt with bad romantic comedies. Romantic <laughs> movies in general. And that movie fucking sucked. And also, uh, there's another one that sucked. Until We Meet Again, which made no goddamn sense. <laughs> Until We Meet Again. This uh, actress inherits, moves into a house that's haunted, but she doesn't know it's haunted. And it's haunted by a ghost of a pianist played by the uh, the creepy kid from uh, Twilight with the big eyeballs. Uh, Edward? <laughs> Rose, 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 whatever. Who was his name? What was it? Eyeballs. Oh my god. Uh, Who's Jackson Rathbone. Jackson Rathbone. She wasn't she? Oh, the okay. Remake to the Disney one. Janelle Parrish. Yeah. This girl. Oh, Jackson Rathbone. Yeah. Who's in? Mm-hmm. So it's haunted by a p pianist, and they. It fucking sucked. It just sucked. I don't know if that's right. It didn't make any sense. It was badly directed, badly written. Everything about it is fucking terrible. The screen caps. It doesn't look like what you're describing. The movie that you're And the director's name is Feshi Dingo. What? Feshi Dingo. He's Macedonian. Macedonian. Is it as bad as the lake house? Uh, It's worse than the lake house because the lake house at least has Keanu Reeves' handsome face. (laughs) Oh my god. Windfall was bad, in my opinion. Windfall was fucking terrible. It was terrible. And I made the yeah. mistake of watching that before um, The One I Love. I love and The One I Love. It the One I Love for me, too, because now I just came from the perspective of, this is a pretentious director who's trying to make a classic Hitchcockian drama. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Charlie now, McDowell be doing that. But, bruh. I mean, bruh. The Discovery was fine, but The One I Love is still his best movie, and it was his first one. Yeah, honestly, the one I love didn't do any. I I love it. I'm sorry. You got to disagree there. And that is completely fine because I went in with the context of. Plus, he directed a bunch of episodes of Silicon Valley, and Silicon Valley is amazing. That makes sense. I don't. Speak no evil, in my opinion, it wasn't bad, but it was really conceptually, it was really stinky. It was really bad. It reminded me of Funny Games US. Not even Funny Games, but there's another movie, The Overnighters. Overnighters? Overnighters? Has, uh, Adam Scott and Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman! Like, uh, when they, like, when they're trying to leave, but the, right. the couple is, like, literally trying to swing with them. And right. Like, yes. oh, it reminded oh me God, of that, that except you know, I love horror. That movie. Yeah. I love that movie. I, <laughs> I he, love Jason Schwartzman. No. They gave him a fake dick for that <laughs> one. Yeah. I think 
Did they give uh, give um? They gave Schwartzman a fake dick for that. Okay, I know. Everyone was wearing a fake dick. Yeah. Everybody wears fake dicks. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like the it's overnight, the overnight, but like a horror film. Meets funny games, but horror, but it's bad. It, that's what Speak the Wave was, right? I love funny games though. Funny so games, so good. Even the American remake is really good, actually. Oh yeah, it was like. Yeah, I, I because they've done this before. They make these, they make these, these Scandinavian movies, remake them, and they don't do a great job all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, there's another example of them doing it well: Brothers with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a remake of the uh, of was it good? Danish from Broders. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's totally great, totally fine. Okay. Uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, Nicole, uh, the Natalie Portman's really annoying, but yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like a whole love triangle thing. Not yeah, well, kind of yeah, because it's yeah. So Toby's in at kind war. Of, Jake Gyllenhaal's his brother. He's keeping an eye on Natalie Portman, who's mm. Toby Maguire's wife. And he, Toby Maguire, has PTSD and thinks that he that Jake Gyllenhaal fucked his wife. Mm. He didn't. Mm-hmm. But it's but a they kind of want to. It's a whole thing. But they kind of want mm. to. Will they? Won't I they? I mean, would you choose Jake Gyllenhaal mm. over Toby Maguire? I would do both. End of story. <laughs> in the same room. They they look similar enough. No, they don't. They kind of do though. No, they, no, don't. they do I'm though. A- they do. They, they look like- similar. They don't look the same at all. Yes, they do. No. The same. Like, they don't how, look the same. Do. They're similar. I can see that. No, they do look like they could be related. You know like- what? It's this whole thing. Like, you know, it's this whole thing where like Asians come to America and they look at all the white people and go, y'all look the same. It's yeah. literally the same thing. Like, I, okay. I think of when I think of Jake Gyllenhaal, I also think of Toby Maguire, which also makes me think of all of those like brown-haired, blue-eyed yeah, brown-haired, blue-eyed men who like maybe like American Horror Story you guys you guys remember the American Horror Story, the hotel one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It had like the same guy in four different positions four different actors. And they were four different actors yeah. Yes, exactly. Like it's that same vein of of (laughs) brown-haired, blue-eyed That's completely fair. That's completely fair. That's completely fair. I will say, don't include my book, my baby boy Andrew Garfield in this. He doesn't deserve that. No, he's not part of. He's at least a little more distinctive. He's the man. Yeah, he's he he, he looks less like them. He does have great hair. It's really good hair. It's just like, especially in Tick Tick Boom when he has like the whole like undisheveled look going. Oh my god! Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. Oh my! God. Does it have Spriggies where he's just like he acts with his hair? Yes. He's like yes, so acting like, with he- hair. <laughs> Hair actors. $39.99. And his hair is just moving around. I'm like, yes, yeah, do hair. it, my man. Do it. Actor hair. My last love my last stinky again. one. I don't know why I rated it so high. I think I just really, really I see it, it and I agree with you. Uh resurrection. My movie stunk. Was really fucking you bad. wasted Tim Lots. Roth and you wasted fucking uh what's her face? Rebecca, Rebecca Hall. Hall. You wasted Rebecca Hall and Tim Roth on this bullshit. Uh, what the fuck? What the fuck was that? Movie what was he trying to do? I saw it at Sundance, and I wanted. I watched it at my house, and I wanted to walk out. Oh no, that was the wounds of sun of that. Year. No, it wasn't. Oh, it was Mother Schmuckers no. for sure. Oh, Mother no, Schmuckers was... was fucking awful. Oh, but yeah, I know. I really, really. You even like. I even asked you. I was just like, "Hey, can I review this movie? Can I get a link to it?" And you, you know, you were like, "I already reviewed it," but you know, and I found it because Shutter sent it to me. And oh god, what a stinky pile of shit! It's a stinky one. <laughs> Another stinky one from Shutter. Yeah, thank Shutter. Oh, such sorry, an emotional sorry. roller coaster with Shutter. Yeah, it can be. It really can be. Like, and 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 there's so many. There's so many movies coming out right now because it's about to be award season. Like White Noise is looking really good. That's mm-hmm. got uh, 
That's Noah Baumbach. It's got Greta Gerwig and mm. Adam Driver in it. Okay. That looks good. I mean, uh, the, the, the Glass Onion, the new Knives Out mm. movie's coming out. There's a lot of award season buzz, but I like to talk about the movies that are not going to be – That are stinky and are not going to have a top ten list because I don't like to talk about the negativity of the year. You, We need closure and we need to release that energy. We need to release that, that negative energy from the worst <laughs> films of the year. So we would love to know what are some of your worst films of the year. There is a comment section somewhere around there in the Summit. podcast apps. Oh. You can also hit us up on all the socials and we'll go into that later <laughs> on our outro. But – there's a lot of bad movies that have come out this year, and it's – I wouldn't say it's been a bad year for movies, but it's its just that there's a lot of bad movies that came out. Yeah. Thankfully, the good outweighs the bad. Because yeah. there are – ever since the pandemic and even a little bit before – well, you know, some years can be kind of mostly mid or yeah. bad. Well, there's some great movies that came out, too, because for every Morbius, you get a Northman. Um, you know what I mean? Oh, Northman. You know? Just for every – for every scene, speak no evil, you get a everything, everywhere, all oh, at once. But... Yeah, there you go. Balance that shit out. Win best, best picture. I want it to. It's my favorite film please, of the year. Please, please, please. please, please, please. I, I think I think we may have spoiled that. That's probably going to be our number one film of the year. This is my number <laughs> Honestly, one. Yeah. Honestly, this movie's incredible. If you haven't seen it, the Fallout. Yeah. I have. It's on HBO Max. I saw it last year, so the review technically was last year. Okay. But it, so it doesn't count. But it's really good. Look at that. Jack a Asper. minus score for Jackass Forever nah. because it's Mwah. no, it was really ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, he gets hit, he gets hit in the face. He gets hit. I was yeah, that, that helped me a little bit with that. Prey, I still need to watch I, that. Dude, Prey's fucking amazing. I've heard it sounds like it Prey is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I saw it on a bus to LA, mm-hmm. and it was fucking incredible. It, I've heard wonderful things about it. It's incredible. The black phone was a kind of a dud. Yeah, it's kind of dudding. You know, uh, here before was kind of a dud for me, and I, you know, I love Andrew Rasbro. Mm. Oh, and oh. Palm Trees and Power Lines is terrible. Don't see it. It's wow. literally pedophile movie. Palm uh, Trees and Power Lines. <laughs> no. Have you ever seen Lamb? Yeah, that is the most intense pedophile movie yeah. I've ever seen. Don't worry, darling. Was duddy fresh. Oh, Fresh is amazing. Fresh is good. I love that movie. Fresh is good. I eat it up. Good luck to you, Leo Grand. Incredibly good. Uh, oh, yeah. Landon from, wanted to watch it. From the director of Animals. That's why he wanted to watch it, because it's the same director as Animals. And okay. he and I love that movie. Mm-hmm. A love song. Oh, oh, Dale Dickey is the queen. She's mm. amazing. <laughs> A love song is one of the best romantic films of the year, and it's about two old-ass people. Huh? Who are only really? There for 10 minutes. What? It's beautiful. I'm okay. That's a challenge. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's. Great. I'll watch it. Oh, Tar comes out. I haven't seen it yet. I there for Kate. We're yeah, all here for Kate. After Sun, can't wait for that one. Oh, is that the creepy looking one? No. Oh. Oh, Armageddon time. This one looked good. This one looked really good. Huh. Armageddon time. Wait, who is that? Who stars in it? Um, Jeremy Strong, Anne Hathaway, and Anthony Hopkins. Oh. This is by the director of that other movie that uh, I didn't like as much as People, The Father. Mm. I haven't heard of that. I got The Father, where Anthony... Oh, The Father. Yeah, I didn't like it. Mm. I heard bad things. This movie was good. The Batman was actually really good, and I was expecting it to be really bad, actually. <laughs> the Batman. 
decision to leave. I'm. This oh one. my god, yes. Park Chan Wook. The man, the meth legend. Park Chan Wook's the shit. Oh my god. Causeway, I'm actually really. I saw the trailer. It's on Apple. Oh, it's on you know Apple. what trailer just got released and is number one on trending? Mm. The Whale! Oh yeah, sorry. Can't wait for oh that. Oh my god, Brandon yeah, Fraser. I love Darren Aronofsky, so I can't wait for that. I'm one. so excited and ready to be traumatized. Very excited. Yeah, very excited. <laughs> Duel, I saw it Sundance, didn't like it that much. Mm. Uh, Karen Gillan. Emergency is fucking great. Happening is fucking sick. Mm. That's a, another good abortion film actually happening. An actual good abortion film. Hellraiser was good. I haven't seen it. I wasn't crazy. Still waiting I'm for the ride up, dog. I wasn't crazy about the characters, but uh, the new Hellraiser is amazing. Still waiting so. for the ride up, dog. I, uh, See, I actually really enjoyed seeing it again. You did? Yeah, I did. I, I, mm. I, it made me laugh. It looked mid. It's, it's so mid, but here's the thing. She's so charismatic in it. Like mm-hmm. Rebel Wilson's so charismatic that it just it was it was it was fine. You know I, I expected it to be bad, bad. So I'm hoping the wonder is gonna be amazing. Oh my god. I'm so. hoping, oh, I swear to god, I hope that Florence it, Pugh is a oh. whatever direction. I feel like it's either gonna go one of two directions. I but love I feel Florence, like I Florence don't Florence Pugh, so yeah. We're all here for Florence. Miss Flo. <laughs> I love me some Flo. Miss Flo. There it is. That's too high. Yeah, it's too high. Oh, we have to talk about Run Sweetheart Run getting re-released. It's out now. Still gotta rewatch it. it. You gotta type it up. Oh no. And then you gotta I'm tag scared. the director. Oh no. I uh, I don't want to re-traumatize the both of us. <laughs> Vengeance was a cool movie, actually. Oh, with uh, BJ Novak. Yeah. Oh. He also directed it. Oh, okay. It's pretty cool. What about Triangle of Sadness? I've heard good things. I've heard nothing but amazing things about this movie. Oh my god, what the fuck? I, I'm on board. Ruben Osland. So it's why you see from vomiting fucking, violently. I don't know, but it's from fucking Dutch director, so I'm there. Oh, we oh, oh we stand Dutch directors on this fucking place. They right? make fucked up movies and I love it. Yeah, we stand Dutch directors here <laughs> all day, every day, twice on Sunday. Mm. All There's day. A lot to look forward to. The, uh, and a lot not of Lyle Lyle Crocodile. No, not, not okay was fine though. That's what I've heard. Very millennial. Film. But I feel like I've heard about it and what it's about. So I feel like in a way I've already seen it. You have. And it's mm-hmm. uh, my review is going to be up probably later today. Okay. Blonde. I haven't seen it yet. You're going to see it? Yeah. I'm going to review Good it. Good luck. You know, I'm a, a classic Hollywood guy. So Good luck. I'm going to see it. Good luck. I know. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> see how they run? That's disappointing that I got a C minus. That's the one with. Uh, uh, Sam Rockwell and uh, Shersha Ronan. Sam Rockwell. Shersha Ronan. Shersha Ronan. Shersha Ronan. I love that name. Oh, aw. She looks adorable in her little policeman hat. <laughs> in her little policeman uh, hat. I can't take her seriously. I'm chatty. That was oh, fucking no. awesome. Oh, no. Moonfall's bad. What? Did you see Moonfall? No. The Rolling Emmerich movie. Yeah, it's so bad, dude. Mm-hmm. It's 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 what you, ex- ladies and gentlemen, it's what you expect out of a Rolling Emmerich movie. Like rides his gimmick. It's the thing is that like I watched it and I don't remember watching it. That's about right for a Rolling <laughs> Emmerich movie. Like I just don't. I remember. No, I don't. It's about the moon falling into the earth because it's a construct. Apocalypse! Apocalypse! The moon is a construct. The only people who can save it are the fat. The fat guy from uh, from Game of Thrones, Ali Berry, and Patrick Wilson. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Love They're going to push Wilson. the moon. Who doesn't love Patrick I, Wilson? 
I mean, how has Holly Berry and Patrick Wilson not been in a movie together? I'm trying to think. If now they are in one place. Ooh, ooh. Well, yeah. No, okay. I hesitate on that because the first movie that I ever saw Patrick Wilson in was Hard Candy. And a part of me is still triggered. He's very handsome. He's still handsome. And Halle Berry's the beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. I recently watched The Call, finally. Great movie, right? Uh, actually, really, really good right? fucking movie. Did you see who the production company was on that? No. WWE Productions. Oh, yeah. WWE? Like, yeah. It's the best movie they ever made. Besides Oculus. They were a producer on that, too. Really? Mm-hmm. That they have some bangers, dude. Yeah, they have some bangers. Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan's just the, the shit. The call's fucking good, dude. Halle Berry's great in that movie. Abigail Breslin's yeah, real good. She's shit. real good. Abigail Breslin. Yeah. Props to her, flowers to her with that camera all up in her fucking face while he's she's yeah. screaming and crying in the back of someone's car. Yeah. I mean, you look dude. at the you look at the productions. Fighting with my family was a WWE um, production, and that was really good. Uh um, the call. I see the Weeble's a decent horror film. I mean, WWE has put out some decent films. That's so interesting. Isn't it, though? It's so it's, weird. It's really weird. <laughs> Leprechaun Origins. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, let's do it. Let's Any, anything with John Cena in it, they also put that John out. It's John Cena. They did the Scorpion King. I didn't know that WWE Studios did the Scorpion King. (laughs) Yeah. How do you think The Rock got into it? They did the rundown, too. The rundown's pretty fucking good. (laughs) The rundown is actually really good. There it is. And Walking Tall, which is also a rock movie. But there's Oculus right there. That's crazy. Oculus was a great... I wonder how that... fucking excellent, dude. What was that meeting? I don't. Right? We want to. Well, maybe it was just like we want to be like Blumhouse, so no, we're gonna do a scary because here's they they partnered with Relatively Media, so I think the meeting at Anchor Bay. I think the meeting was, hey, Mike Flanagan's got this really good idea. Mm-hmm. What can we do with this? Yeah. And Karen Gillan and Brennan Thwaites mm-hmm. are fucking sick in that movie. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love Karen Gillan. Yeah, she's amazing. Oh my god! Even though she's in Duel, right? Duel is not great. Mm. I mean, you didn't like Gunpowder so, Milkshake though. But you know I thought what? she I didn't was see amazing. It. I didn't see it. Oh, you did. No. Oh, Oh, well, I know some people who didn't. Yeah, I know everyone didn't like it, but but I, I loved it. I know I sent you to that screening. Uh, yeah, I I saw it in the theater, and I was like, oh my god, Angela Bassett, Karen Gillian, Michelle Yeoh, and uh, Mich- Carla. Anything with Michelle Gugino. Yeah. Anything with Michelle Yeoh in it, I am on board because she's I, a queen. I feel like I don't know. Maybe it's just me projecting, but I feel like if men start in it. Then it would have gotten higher reviews. No, I honestly feel that way. I don't, I don't know about Bullet that. Train. Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Bullet Train got slaughtered, dude. Yeah, Bullet it Train did. got slaughtered. You know what? It it actually did. Even yeah. my dad was like, "That wasn't a good movie." I mean, <laughs> <the audience for> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember the uh, director of Duel had done another movie I didn't really like. Riley mm-hmm. Stearns, uh, Art of Self Defense. That was it. I love Self Defense. He also did Faults, which I did like. Mm-hmm. Faults is a romantic movie. With uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstein. Oh, we love her. She's great. I love her. Bueno, kids, I have to go, actually. No, we're about done. So that's actually perfect. (laughs) So that's rambling. Oh, my God. This is the perfect time for our outro, then. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 18 of the Snobcast. Once again, thank thank you to both of my (laughs) co-hosts. Thank you to both of my co-hosts. To start, Dr. Gina Delgado, where can people find you if they want to follow you? On TikTok under at Chiquita, G-I-N-I-T-A, Janita. That is, yeah, Dr. Dot Chiquita Janita. Follow her. Now, Follow of course, 
my co-host, little sissy herself, Shay Simone, where can they follow you? Um, so please actually do follow me on my Instagram, Limina underscore 1999. That's like liminal, the word, but without the L underscore 1999. And, um, actually I, I would love if you followed me because I actually have some really, really big life news. I was just about to tell them. Ooh. Do you Ooh. want to talk about it? <laughs> yes, but we'll do it in a minute. She put out a fucking book, guys. Bruh. Um, yes! Bruh. I die. Well, good. Yeah, so my book, uh, written by the amazing, 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 um, wonderful, supportive man, Michael Anthony. Um, he's a veteran, and he talks about his experiences in a, a particular relationship where he finds himself as a carnivore uh, in a relationship with a diehard vegetarian animal rights activist. Wow, so I so good. <laughs> you, set, you set, it set it up. Set it up. My copy. They're trying to. They're trying to get film rights for it. I want my copy. You got it. Family, family gets a copy. So, yeah, um, I illustrated that whole thing. It's a graphic novel. My you first think graphic novel. I won't novel. write this script. Bro, write this bro, script. so proud, bro, bro. It's oh my god, and he uh, he has a good sense of like music taste in it too because he actually puts uh like certain musical references in it too. Actually, no, you might not like it because he really likes Radiohead, and I know right, you don't like it. But uh, <laughs> no, there's some other references in there as well. The um, most overrated band in the history of alternative music. Shut up, because you haven't even listened to their entire discography. I have now. actually. <laughs> yes, and I don't like any of them. Yeah. In rainbows. Yes. Okay. Sometimes it just in doesn't stick. I love that album, and I it's uh, I do like whole- in rainbows. Yes, it's amazing. It's fine. You're wrong. It's actually one of their better ones. You're wrong. You're right. You're wrong. <laughs> right. But I'm your voice I love it. So where can we get the where can we get the book? <laughs> so you can find it on Amazon, Goodreads, and even Barnes and Noble. What's the book called? Uh, the book is called Me Eating Dirt Bag. Let meat that let eating that. dirt bag. Meat <laughs> eating dirt bag. So if you go to my Instagram again, that's limina underscore nineteen ninety nine. You can go to my bio and the link to pre order now. It comes out on the fourteenth, but you can pre order it um, on there, or you could go straight to Street Noise, which is my publisher, um, who is led by the wonderful, amazing, smart, talented, uh, like super supportive Liz Francis. Um, who like she and Michael have been amazing through this entire journey. I'm so grateful towards our editors um, and all the work that we just had to do on it. It was really, it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I was isolated for months and months trying to get this book done 24, seven hour work days. Um, And we got it done. So please, I beg of you, check it out. Please buy it. Um, please show any and all support. If you want to take pictures with the book and send them to me, I would love that. I'll cry. And um, yeah, I, I it happened. And let's do this. And we're so very proud of her. You guys should definitely, definitely go get this book. Because if she drew, all, drew it, then the art's going to be fantastic. Yes. You guys who watch this podcast know she does the art every month for us. And that's just a little bit of her talent right there. You can check out her Instagram for the rest of it. Make sure you do that. And then, of course, make sure you're following us on all of the social medias, Film Snob Reviews, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We have a Discord channel where we talk shit, um, and all of our stuff gets put on there. Make sure you're following the website. Um, We're going to have our year-end list coming out because the Nevada Film Critics Society is going to have us voting on these things soon. So we'll be picking out winners and losers for that award. The year's about to be over. Um, so we hope that you guys who have tuned in every single month this year, we didn't miss one. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Proud. You haven't missed a month? No, I'm very proud yeah, of this. Right. And because uh, that was one of the things that I made a, a goal in 2022 was to be more consistent with putting out these episodes, and we did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had 11 episodes this year, counting this Yay! one. We had seven before in the previous two years. Yeah. So I'm very yeah. proud of us and the work that we've been putting in. If you guys are not visiting the website, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> are, you thank you for being continually supportive. We also have a Patreon. A so you can, you can give us money or you can just give us money. I don't care. I have a Venmo. Give us money. I have a Venmo. <laughs> yeah. I have yeah. Venmo. Uh, you can yeah. find my Venmo on my TikTok. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have a TikTok, actually. All of our interviews go on there. So if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, you can watch the full interview, but you can watch the snippets uh, first, usually three or four minutes on uh, on TikTok. Mm-hmm. We have some interviews coming up with Skylar Fisk, um, who is Sissy SpaceX's daughter, um, as well as Claudia Dume, who is a very famous actress from The Boys and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Not to mention the fact that we just, like literally just got done doing an, another interview with Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson for their Sundance film, Something in the Dirt. This is our second time interviewing them. They're good friends of mine. Yay. They're incredible and I love them. I can't wait for you guys to hear that interview. And we also interviewed Grace Van Patten um, from the Hulu original Tell Me Lies, which is fucking amazing. And then we also interviewed a young man named Ethan Witten from the, uh, the brand new movie, um, which is directed by the fantastic uh, director of uh, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, Anna Lily Amapur, her new movie, Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon, which is a great movie. It's actually great. Um, So make sure you're checking out all of those things and everything else we're doing because, you know, we love you guys. And we do this, we don't do this for our own amusement, but I kind of do. I just love love doing it. (laughs) I really love talking about movies, and I know the people who listen love hearing about movies. So if you guys have a favorite movie of the year, tell us what it is. If you have a not-so-favorite film of the year, tell us what it is. If you disagree with something we wrote, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. You can roast us all day. I'm up for the fight. And and like I said, if you guys want to follow it, let us know. It really helps us out to see all the support we've been getting year over year. We we just continue to grow this this thing. At steamrolling, we're at three fifty on YouTube. When we started the year, we were at eighty five. We were at very 80. nice. So we'd like to get to a thousand. If we can get to a thousand, um, we might have some giveaways. Um, and I may have a giveaway anyways if I get the copies of the films that I requested. Um, Ooh. but we got to get to a thousand followers before I'm gonna give any of you motherfuckers shit. Stop. Share, 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 subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Right, subscribe, send all the interviews out. We we appreciate you guys for film snob reviews. This has been William, and we'll see you next month.